recording. Oh, the f- oh, fuck. He's here. He's everywhere. <laughs> Craig, I can see him. Why is he like a bear? <laughs> Craig. Oh, uh, th- that said, welcome to the Don't Lose Your Head podcast, episode 62. I'm Morten. This is Niklas, and we're joined by Craig. Say hi, Craig. Now recording. Yeah, taking the, the advancement of, I don't know, future podcasting. Oh my God. I'm still not completely... Is, this, is it safe? Are we getting close to the singularity? Will Craig take over the world? And <laughs> Craig, Craig will run Discord. Maybe Craig did create Discord. Who knows? Uh, anyway, this is episode 62 of the Don't Lose Red podcast. Yeah. Jawohl. Uh, mm. So we're going to be uh, talking about world leaders after we do some intro stuff. Mm-hmm. Once again, we'll be joined by Sebastian and Dane. <laughs> One can almost think that he's taking over our podcast. <laughs> the thing just, is yeah. that he comes up with good shit that he wants to talk about. He's like, hey, yeah. guys, you want to talk about this awesome thing? And like, yes. <laughs> It's just so, so convenient. <laughs> it's like, uh, what are we going to record about? Like, oh, let's make a World Eaters episode. I know, uh, I play them and I know this, this, and that. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 can't, I can't pass up to talk about World Eaters. They're like my, no. my favorite legion. They're, they're but, like, huh? they're, they're like a, I wouldn't want to play them, but I just l- love them from afar. Just, they're like the turnips of uh, 30k. Oh, yeah, yeah. The perfect enemy. Like, yeah. You just want to h- try to hold against the wave of screaming, crazy, butcher's nail guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like all the very best games I've had in 30k event against World Leaders. I just, ah. it's, the games are always fun. Because like, yeah. you always got to be active and do shit and try and avoid them and try and win somehow. Uh, as opposed to like, if you're playing against Iron Warriors or something. They're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we're just gonna stand and shoot against each other. Because with world, world leaders, it's always like an, an active game. Gotta go forward. It's probably nice to play them also in a way. It's, it makes it simple. It's like, well, I have to go into close combat. And as long as blood flows, you know, maybe it's, <laughs> it's good if you're a sore loser because you could always be like, no, I, it's okay if I lose. I still win. So uh, <laughs> I had yeah. to think about like, have we had a world eaters episode i don't think so <laughs> it's so yeah. terrible it's like oh did you forget episode 22 was like to be honest if, if we had done that at episode 22 i would have forgotten it <laughs> yeah i mean if we can't even remember if we did then we probably might as well just do another one we yeah. Talk about awesome there. yeah uh, probably more about our, yeah more about that after our break though yes yes uh so we're just gonna talk about What's been going on? What's happening? Was it? Yeah. Uh, Book eight is still lost in like Somalia. It's been taken over by pirates or something. Damn it. Uh, They do do love their heresy, them pirates. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And nothing has really been released. Abaddon has been released for 40k. Oh, yeah. What What do you think about him? Yeah. I try and hate all the 40k stuff that comes out, but I couldn't really hate him that much. It's pretty cool. It's, it's still Avalon. It's nice that they uh, gave him like three heads 
So it's really yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, if you don't like this set, maybe you like this set or, or this set. Uh, but it is. Very yeah, nice. yeah, I like that actually. And then I saw that the pose was uh, very similar to Gilliman for the K pose, but then again, looked much better on Abaddon because his legs don't look as wonky <laughs> as Gilliman's. And yeah. then I saw this awesome uh, Photoshop where they both have tennis. Yeah, don't really like the, the Gilliman model, but I like Abaddon more. Yeah. Gilliman is like, I don't know, he's fucked in general. Yeah. doesn't matter <laughs> what pose he has. Like everything about him is just fail. <laughs> like his face in particular, and his ridiculous sword, like with the molded on flames, and then his armor. Uh, all right, this, yeah. this is not about Gilman. Let's no, no, let's not let's not go into that. Although th- there are other things coming for forty k, like the uh, you know the I don't think we talked about the the box set that they were dropping with new yeah. Chaos Space Marines and stuff. And I think the Chaos Space Marines are pretty nice, actually. I mean, they deserve a new they deserve new sculpts. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I, I'm not mad about them. Yeah, they're very like uh, I don't know, baroque. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's, they're a certain style. I'm not super keen on them. I still prefer like the the Death Guard they release. I think are, are mm, yeah. the best new Chaos Space Marines. Because they tie so much into the Horus Heresy with old marks of armor and stuff, right? Yeah, what but these, they... these look grim. Yeah, that's true. Because these okay, guys, if... they, these look like they... Oh, let's try and uh, forge our armor to look as evil as possible. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but it's... Yeah. Like it the, would the be cool if... Yeah. Bad, badass looking without even trying. But also, if they are, you know, 10,000 years old, it would be cool if they tried to integrate more, you know, Mark two, three, four rather than them all having like a chaosified mark six or something or whatever they have or yeah. seven seven i guess they have now um they did get cool uh what are they called like obliterators or something those big hulks with tons of guns it's like i'm a mutant mm. and i have guns for hands and stuff i think they, <laughs> look, they look better than the old ones uh and the, the spider thing is awesome yeah. i love the dark mechanic of shit that's coming out uh, and, and then after that, there was also this crazy thing the other day now with the, the guy riding the, cr- you know, like spider, no, yeah. right, well, scorpion thing. Uh, I don't mind that. I, I think if some talented people could probably convert it into a dark mechanicus. Yeah, uh, yeah you said like, the force are recording there. It reminded me of uh, Obi-Wan from Star Wars Episode 3 when he's riding on that like a big uh, bird lizard thing. <laughs> I have to try to do the sound again. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, there's like too much fucking Digimon or Chaos Space Marines. Like, yeah, yeah. Ever yeah. since like sixth edition. But I, you know, just as they, well, okay, the Blight Drone was already cool. That's a cool because it's a Fortrook model. But yeah, like the, the know, dragon and the Mauler fiend and. Uh, yeah, they're a bit, they're a bit much. But I'm always thinking, like, what if the super talented people at Forge World were to back generate that into what it used to be in 30k and make a super grim model i mean that's good mm, could happen right uh, you never know never know scary dark mechanicum beginnings i never i don't want uh, fucking dragons in 40k it's just okay not dragons yeah. but the the crawly thing i think would look pretty cool yeah the spider thing would be cool yeah, for yeah. dark mech yeah um, it's like a it's like a uh, like a tick yeah yeah, that's true. It's so bloated and just. <laughs> uh, what are, did you like the new Primaris Marines that are flying 
with an autogun. <laughs> well, I looked at that box and like saw a couple of guys in the front that like uh, SWAT team Space Marines. They were pretty cool. They, yeah, like, they, they, they looked really pretty cool, cool with the, the older bolters with like mm. scopes and shit on them. Uh, yeah. A bit much, much things on them, maybe on their heads, but they, they look cool. But then I saw, like, in the background, this fucking <laughs> flying guys and, like, the banana stands with massive auto cannons. Yeah. Oh, you lost me now, again. <laughs> so, as a fan of the, um, the crazy titan with the giant gun on it, which, which I know that you love because it, you, don't, you love how realistic it would be to fire it, how would it work to just fly around with the recoil from that? Mega gun? Are they just like flying, spiraling crazy? Like, oh my god! I mean, <laughs> with, with the advanced technology they have, they could probably have some like uh, anti. Uh, yeah, some anti. If they have like the the precise uh, calculations, <laughs> like wherever he turns the weapon, there will be a, like a counter thruster pointing the other way on his back. But it's like the fucking. They should just make another autogun that is on the backpack that just fires in the yeah. direction. Like, oh shit! <laughs> I just killed someone, my own guys. Oh, it's yeah. So they are a bit yeah, yeah. But then, then I also saw uh, some uh, you know thing. I guess it's for Age of Sigmar, but like the war cry thing coming out. Yeah. Where there's war bands fighting, and then there were crazy like dark furies. Or, no, are they just called chaos furies or something coming out? Mm. I think oh. looks like little demon with wings. Oh and yeah, shit. yeah. They're they're old, like they've yeah. been <clears throat> the game for a long time. That's cool. Yeah, so they can repurpose yeah, them for a sixth edition. Yeah, good good things still happening. Uh, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I have so, a I have a I have a demon question for you later, but uh, ooh, let let's save it. Let's save it for for a bit. Let's let, let the audience just think about that for a while. So, <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, time is wiping puke and poop yes yes uh that's always uh fun but other than that i mean i have uh, managed to get some uh, some things done on my little uh, fantasy project my uh, mm. mercenaries my tilians or tilians uh and i sent you actually a picture now so you saw that i was uh, coming along pretty well yeah. right pretty, it looked nice yeah i think i have um Six crossbowmen now, and how many are those? Mm, almost 12, I think. More than 12. 14 pikemen. Mm. And it looks, it looks so good when you start ranking them up. I finally got uh, hands on uh, square bases, which are rare to find these days. <laughs> Especially order them. Uh, and uh, when I started putting them on the bases and ranking them up, it's like, yeah, finally. Starting to look good. So I'm uh, sitting right now working a bit on the bases, trying to get, you know, so when that's done, uh, they should yeah, start so to look pretty good. Like the, the models you got, they have, they, they're standing on their own little bases, right? They're yeah, not yeah. Like, yeah. So are you going to use like the, the Games Workshop basing stuff to cover that up or supply? Yeah, I think so. I'm using uh, some of it now, the, the texture paint. Yeah. Um, I think I'm still going to go for a. Yeah, sort of a Nordic feel there, like stone, stone mud, and then snow on top. Nice. I yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. like when I was doing Flames of War, like the the base, because they were also standing on bases, and I knew based on larger bases. And oh. if I would have used like the game search stuff, it would have been like endless amounts of pots of those. 
So you just have to use like spatula. Ah, uh, that's true. That. Maybe maybe I underestimated this. <laughs> we'll see. I just assumed like ah, I'll be fine. It's just like an extra hill. But uh, <laughs> maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, just put a, put work in in the beginning of the process, and it'll pay off at that. Okay. Yeah. Shit. I will. I'll. Uh, I'll do my best. Uh, uh, speaking but, of fantasy as well, I was yeah. at this uh, fantasy tournament. This sixth edition tournament finally happened oh. here in England. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was great. Uh, so there were like uh, 22 people, I think. Okay. I brought my kiss up and it was 1,500 points. We had like four games, one 500-point Border Patrol game and three 1,500-point games. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was to it super quickly. Uh, first game I played against Chaos Slanish. Uh, you were supposed to hold the middle. I held the middle. I won that game. <laughs> Second game, I played against Chaos Dwarves. Uh, I had your, like oh your own uh, your own personal love. Yeah, <clears throat> these were like old Chaos Dwarves with big hats and bigger guns, though. Oh. Uh, and I had like the super like shot with my cannon. It's like a really small cannon. My mm-hmm. shot is big mortar, and uh, it was a perfect hit. And I. Killed it with one shot. I had oh, nice. like a four plus and then a five plus <laughs> after I hit it with the cannon, which like yeah. there's two chances of misfire. Cool. Uh, so I killed it with one shot and that turned that game pretty much. And <laughs> I won that game. And then the third game I played against High Elves and I lost that game. And the sixth, last game I played against Wood Elves and I massacred them. Oh. And uh, I ended up winning third place in this tournament. Damn! Along with the uh, best painted, which is even even more prestigious. Damn! Congrats! Yeah. So just like Jackie Chan in that movie, I was left wondering, who am I? It's <laughs> very unlike me of either finishing that high up or winning best painted. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. I won best painted once in Flies War, I think, with like this event with ten people. Uh-huh. So but like winning at like a big especially fantasy tournament yeah. with yeah. like 20 people that's like a life dream you found your you finally found your call it's like oh, this yeah. is where i belong the game for me <laughs> and how many how many people attended uh like 22 yeah, but that's really good for a game that's dead and an edition <laughs> that's not the latest and you know it's <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun because also the like two of the guys who were at that event were like Oh, I'm thinking about hosting a tournament now that this was so successful. So, oh, like, at damn. least two more. Yeah. And then me and the guy who organized the event are probably going to put out some more stuff here in London. Sweet. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So yeah. there's a scene where most people uh, from London, or I guess you can... No, nah, most people were from other places. Okay. But it's easy yeah. to get between things, maybe. Yeah, it was funny because it was literally on the other side of London. So I live like oh. straight to the west and it was straight to the east. Yes. Yeah. So took like an hour and a half on the tube. Oh. Like he's going <laughs> a straight line together. It's like, yeah. That's the Jutteborg almost. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was a great event. And. Uh, I'm going to Poland to play some fantasy later. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, did you manage to get uh, a teammate? Because that was like a doubles, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I invited you first, but you're too busy being father of the year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I'm gonna... so amazing following her every little step. <laughs> yeah, so I'm playing with a soul friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, I'll be playing Kislev and he'll be playing Bretonia. So it'll be a double cavalry force. Oh, God. Oh, God. So you'll just be harassing them and then in the middle he just charged with uh, crazy grail knights or something. Yeah, pretty Damn. much. Damn. It's going to look awesome. Yeah, it'll be a, a cool like a combo of two yeah. cavalry armies where, yeah, as I said, like, one is just heavy hitter and yeah. my guys will just be f- fucking with people, shooting yeah. arrows. <laughs> Won't, um, well, I guess his guys will just look down on yours, so they'll be like, ah, savages. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, other than that, I got a new computer now. Ooh. Yeah, uh, which is the reason we're. I don't know. I'm recording, and oh, finally, yeah. I. It was so good because, like, my old computer is so shitty that sometimes it would just skip recording. And I don't know if the sound quality was super good. So hopefully <laughs> now, the the recordings will go a lot more smooth. Yeah. And like when I was editing, it like just took forever just to edit a freaking show because <laughs> the computer was so slow. So he's like. I was skipping in this, uh, in Audacity, skipping yeah. to like wherever, and I just mm-hmm. had to wait. Like program not responding. Uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. But, so, uh, nice. so is it? Will it be also a gaming computer? Or? It is. I've been playing Hearts of Iron like crazy now. <sighs> okay, it's, which uh, uh, which country are you playing at this time? So, like for several months now, I've been. Huh? Imagining playing as Turkey, like, ooh, that would be a challenge. Yeah. What would I do then? Like, how will I try and invade the Soviet Union? How will yeah. I succeed? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was playing <laughs> as... everyone, the common man, have the. Uh, <laughs> every man has these thoughts, you know? Typical <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I had this plan like, oh, first I will attack Greece and then take Iraq and mm-hmm. then. When the war with the Soviet Union finally comes, I will do this like airborne and naval assault across the Black Sea and take uh, uh, Sevastopol and the the Krim yeah. Peninsula. Damn! And I was just thinking about this for so long, like, oh, how will I prepare? And then, like, <laughs> I hadn't played in a while, so I was like, didn't my planning didn't go very well, like with the the factories that I was building and stuff. Yeah. Eventually, I. Uh, Germany declared war against the Soviet Union and then I joined like a year later mm-hmm. and I executed a perfect assault on the Crimean Peninsula uh, yes. started a- attacking across the oh, what are those mountains you even call it like, uh, Ka- Caucasus or no? yeah in like Georgia that area yeah or Caucasus Mountains is that what they're called well isn't it in Swedish they think it's Caucasus but Caucasus, Co- uh, so the Caucasian mountains. Yeah, so that I started pushing up there, uh, attacked Stalingrad because that's right around the corner over there. Oh, yeah, and so you t- you took Stalingrad. Yes, after a long, long while, this is like pushing twenty divisions against three. Just get in there, get in there. I don't care that you're exhausted. Just take fucking Stalingrad. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, their line was was pushed back just past like the the Caspian Sea, and then I poured down the Caspian Sea 
before they had time to reinforce that area. Mm -hmm. And they just entered today's Turkmenistan, <clears throat> Kyrgyzstan, those areas that like no one knows about. Yeah. It's just like the Turks fighting a war over places that no one knows about or cares about for an ideal that no one believes in. Just, just carving out a, a great new Ottoman Empire, sort of. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, finally, it's just that endless war there. Like, some really grim moments in freaking Kyrgyzstan, where, like, my guys were out of supplies, just fighting in the mountains, being pushed back by the Russians. Uh, and then the Soviet Union finally collapsed in 1946. It's like, oh, nice, just take all this land. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, yeah, I can continue this campaign. I have to, like, attack India. It's going to take years. It's like, ah, fuck it. I'll start a new campaign. So I started a campaign in Sweden now. Oh. First time I'm playing in Sweden, actually. Can you, I mean, if, if you, how realistic is the game? I mean, like, if you start in Sweden, can you have the goal of world domination? Is that yeah, yeah, I mean, if you start with one of the or? big uh, big alliances, the, oh. yeah, the democracies, the fascists, and the communists. Yeah. So, like, I, Wh which I, one is Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> you can so, choose. Yeah, you can, you can, choose where you, where you go so yeah. i made sweden lean fascist but i haven't joined the fascists uh -huh. but i'm like sending them weapons and i'm sending like uh, expeditionary forces to help them in the war against russia but i haven't still like picked a side so i'm just sitting there in the sidelines yeah. i uh, after germany conquered denmark yeah. uh, iceland declared independence so then i attacked iceland and took iceland so i conquered iceland <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. the only thing I've conquered so far. So now I'm kind of thinking like, either I will join the Axis, but not join the war against Russia and mm -hmm. try and convince Germany to give me Norway, or mm -hmm. I will not join Axis, but declare a war on Russia and try and take Finland and stop there. Ooh. Okay. So I don't really know what to do. That seems to be yeah, yeah. Re also reclaiming the old grand empire of Sweden, sort of yeah. the, the north. King of the North. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a great game. Been yeah. playing some War Thunder as well. It's nice to have a freaking computer again. Been yeah. Without one like that, I can game on for like almost a year. Hmm. I mean, Sweden was pretty. I mean, well, saying Sweden was neutral, but I mean, it was also helping uh, Germany quite a lot, right? With transporting <laughs> troops and stuff yeah. would have been a kind of a cool thing to be like, yeah, we'll join you if we get Norway and Denmark. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, you speak, be, be conquered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Selling iron to the Germans and selling guns to the British. Yep. That's how we do it. <laughs> That's why we're such a uh, developed country today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, uh, like my favorite thing is though that like, uh, Sweden got this, these orders for, uh, for iron from the Germans, like oh. tons of it. And then they took the money and yeah. then Germany had collapsed before they had time to deliver all this iron. So it's mm -hmm. like we had the money and we had all this processed iron that we could sell to all the other countries <laughs> after the war. Let's just not mention that. No. I'm sure, <laughs> sure the Germans will forget they bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so would you... Will you start playing uh, Total War Warhammer some more now? You have uh, yeah, super I, I played on my old computer. I could play it, but mm -hmm. I could only play on like low uh, graphics and only auto resolve all the battles. <laughs> oh like, no, no! It's like half 
It was only playing half the game. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, kind of waiting for uh, Warhammer Total War 3 to come out. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they've set any dates or something. I don't know if it will be this year or end of the year, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I'm hoping to see some chaos. Or do you, I mean, I guess they will have to expand east. Yeah, Ogre Kingdoms and Chaos Horses, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't really want to buy the second one. Because if I buy the third one, will I have the race? I, I, n- I don't understand because I hear them saying, like, oh, if you want to play Mortal Empires where you combine the entire map, which seems to be the most fun, then you need to own both game one and two. So it's like, <sighs> why couldn't you just include? Because then it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It makes sense. Mm. I guess if you had a computer when they started dropping and you were playing them one by one, like, you know, then I think it would make sense. But now if you just want to get everything at once, shouldn't they make like a bundle or they probably have some. Yeah. It's also annoying like now that I got a computer and I haven't had one for such a long time. So that like there's a ton of games that I want to buy that Mm -hmm. like I want to buy all of them at once. Oh, yeah. It's annoying. But then which will you play? And which uh, is... Yeah. Uh, back to Heritage, though. I'm going to this event uh, in the summer, in June, uh-huh. uh, around the time of midsummer. Oh, or is that in May actually? End of May? Might be. Which which event is it? Uh, it's going to be like a a camping and heresy event out in countryside oh. in England. Sounds freaking amazing. So okay, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Who is organizing? Do you know? Uh, yeah, the the 30k frontier. Okay. Guy, guys. Huh. Exciting, exciting. Yeah. So, wait, yeah, so like, like actually camping outside in a tent or something. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and then they have like these. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna have like a, a party tent or like gazebo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, some 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 kind of roof. Mm-hmm. And the really cool is gonna be like a, a halfway centurion to regular game mode. So you have like, you can spend 500 points on tanks. Oh, okay. That's an interesting development of the, yeah. of the rules. So I'm thinking of actually like, oh, that'd be cool. Then I can use like rhinos and that'll actually be kind of useful if there won't be that yeah. many tanks. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking, I was thinking like, oh yeah, I have one rhino, but I kind of want two. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. of actually repainting my Iron Hands rhino and the, cult, uh, the MKA rhino I did. Oh yeah, and uh, do them in like a like a rogue trader uh, camouflage thing. Oh wait, that was for your uh, iron hands. Yes. Okay. So wait, I would, yeah, so I would do them like a sand uh, sand color with like a red camouflage, like dust uh, rust red camouflage, sure. and then have like black hatches. Oh, that would be nice. Something to tie into. So it's still obvious that it's uh, iron hands tanks yeah. but but like yeah okay. yeah but also camouflage because camouflage yeah. is cool yes yes and it makes more sense like oh i'm a salamander i have a completely green tank <laughs> Easy to yeah. Hit. yeah i think it would be cool for, but, for rhinos since they're just like uh battlefield taxis they don't want to yeah. get shot up yeah, but imagine in uh, if 500 points also. You could get rhinos for everything if you wanted then, I guess. There's <laughs> yeah, no other restriction. I think it's leaning towards like uh, just having uh, two rhinos for yeah. tactical squads. Also, you have to have three troop choices. It's another okay. caveat. 
So yeah, just two rhinos, uh, tacticals, and then Medusa and Immortals because they're king shit. I, I would use yes. them anyway, but now they're like cool and good. Yeah. Uh, and then I was thinking he's taking uh, a classical Predator Squadron. Oh, nice. I haven't run those in a while, so that's how I usually ran them. Yeah. When I was playing like uh, Head of the Gorgon back in the distant 2016, 2017. <laughs> Ages ago. Yeah. So I'm thinking of running them. Uh, either of the, the configurations, so I usually run them in like in a certain way. Either I run them in what I uh, like to refer as the exterminator configuration, which mm-hmm. is two predators with autocannons and heavy bolters and a predator with plasma and heavy bolters. Mm. So that's for exterminating infantry. And then uh, the second variant is the annihilator variant. So that's two predators with autocannons and last cannons and a predator with heavy conversion beamer and last cannon. Yes. Yes. But then, uh, I mean, that's still having that... Uh, Restriction, like, oh, it's a Centurion event, and that it feels like you can fit quite a lot of tanks. And I mean, even with that little, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, with those five hundred points, I would pretty much afford those those three predators and two rhinos. Yeah, the predators are uh, with the exterminator pattern. That's uh, three hundred fifty-five points, I think, mm-hmm. and the uh, annihilator is four hundred twenty points. Okay. Well, that's cool. Huh? That would be interesting to see. And, and also, then there's also outside. yeah, this is like semi tanks. There's also a, a highly experimental configuration uh-huh. uh, of one predator with heavy bolters and then two predators with plasma and heavy bolters. But I think that that might be a bit too much in like. Well, it's going to be like an infantry event, and then like, oh yeah, I'm just going to bring these fucking six plasma blasts. <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit. Don't want to be that guy. So yeah. uh, hopefully you have a lovely um, British summer weather uh, <laughs> so that you can be outside. <laughs> yep. Uh, I assume. Yep. I assume rain. Uh, so that's what I'm planning. I guess your next 30k event is just going to be BSK. Well, that's the one I know for sure. Uh, I don't dare to. I, I don't dare to make any commitments. But you never know. You never know. I was actually. Uh, me and Leon were, were talking at work, and he was like, "Oh my God, have you seen? You know, for um, uh, at Lincoln, there, uh, Cult of Paint are gonna have like a brush, advanced brush course." Oh yeah. shit! Uh, so we were like, "Oh, should we? Oh, can we do it? Can we do it? I mean, it, it'll cost some, but we will. I mean, we won't regret it if we go. And it's good to try to advance your techniques. Uh, so we we're like, okay, yeah, maybe we should, maybe we should. And then the day it's like, okay, I think it's open now, and they just sold out. Uh, they, uh, I think they only had six or eight spots now, uh, and uh, so I mean it's, it's good for them. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just need to use your special connections, your, yeah. your German connection with Heinrich Stahl. <laughs> yes, you just need to suki suki. Sorry, still heels. Yes, Henry of. Me love you a long time. <laughs> while, you, while you do the tutorials, I'll be under the table. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for heresy. <laughs> uh, did you see, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place here. 
fun to talk all kinds of heresy. I saw that the Varangian heresy had like experimental rules for heavy destroyers. Did you see them? Mm, no. It was the idea was to have them um, because now they finally made destroyers good. I think right, or they made yeah. a points adjustment, and then they had an idea to have a. I think it was a heavy support unit, which are like destroyers, but they're in Terminator armor. Mm, didn't the Australians do that as well? Oh, the maybe Australia K. Maybe they just maybe they maybe they made it together. Maybe I'm confusing it. Maybe they stole it. I don't know. But, but uh, yeah, uh, basically Terminators are dual wielding like these uh, Volkite pistols. I think to still have the hmm. pistol thing there, and then they could take all kinds of cool, uh, uh, well, heavy weapon upgrades. Which I, I I would be against that. I think that was a, would be a really cool development. I don't know. It has yeah. to be, of course, play tested and balanced and and all that. But uh, something maybe Forgeworld could incorporate it in the future if it works. Who knows? And you could have more <laughs> of a destroyer kind of theme for your entire army and have different types of units. And I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I thought it was interesting. All right. I think. Are you, ready? Uh, Are you ready for my demon question? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You demon warmed question. up. Yes. So with all these, uh, well, we're we're all looking forward to uh, the next book, which is, I mean, did did no one get hold of it uh, on the date or? No, I don't think so. I don't think I've seen any leaked pages or rules or something. Uh, not that I know. I haven't heard anything about the the demon rules yet. And I will be all over it when they release it. And I wanted to know how sandbox it is and everything. But that made me think of, you know, oh, then you can probably convert your own demons, right? Uh, so, uh, well, I mean, of, of course, you will probably be able to find a profile there that matches the standard, the old school ones, you know, the blood letters and slaneshi demons. Yeah. Um, so if we start, if we start there, uh, which ones... Do you like enough that you feel like, oh, these are, yeah, they look pretty good. I mean, they could work in a in the 30K setting. They, they look grim enough. Uh, if you take the blood letters, I think they they work pretty well, right? I mean, they're, yeah. they, they, all of core, the core and army is pretty, it, it looks very good, I think, together. They they have a yeah. clear, clear theme. It looks good in red. looks pretty brutal. Uh, I think I would, like, personally, I would just take, like, all three of them. Like if I or three, yeah, or four, <laughs> probably three. Yeah, I like the blood letters, the uh, Slanish guys, mm-hmm. and the Nurgle guys, and then mm-hmm. I would also get like a box of uh, Beastmen. Oh, and then just I would just like extra. mix those bits up and just yeah, put whatever wherever, and then do like a unified color theme that is neither of those. Ah, oh, I like I like that idea. I think that's a really good idea because it's. Uh, uh, of course, it's sometimes nice to have a themed army, uh, but the I think sometimes when you have like oh, some some of these models, some of these, and then you have all it gets very colorful. It's just oh, there's a lot of blue and green and red, and it's just uh, I would like to see a more grim dark uh, palette yeah. sort of thing. A lot of skin color, maybe palish, maybe yellowish. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I do I do agree. I like I like those three. I think Nurgle also has really cool models. Uh and Slanesh also, although some things like the crazy chariots are a bit too much, maybe. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. look scary. Uh and Sinch is the one I have most problems with. 
partly because of the color scheme is always so bright and oh purple and blue and crazy things and it's like a yeah the things story. are like the, the least humanoid things except for sangors but they're like too unique that's why i wouldn't like take those and mix up yeah yeah i don't know it's uh it's just it's it's just crazy which i mean chaos should be chaos crazy right when you read about it in the books it's always like oh bat wings and uh spider legs and a thousand needle-like uh, teeth and things like that and it's oh that sounds scary uh, i don't know uh but uh not not like uh oh it's a uh, some sort of flying carpet that is spewing out <laughs> uh, flames where through mouths I don't know. I never. I never. I was never a big fan. Uh, but then, so I started thinking about this. Then, so I mean, demons in the book sometimes. Uh, I think they are portrayed in a good way, and you have like the utter terror of this is the, the deepest fear in human, right? It's like a primal fear of different things that just combine into your ultimate horror. Uh, so that's what you want to convey into a thirty k demon army. Right? It's something really fucking scary. You should. Your opponents should be almost scared to look at it. They're like, oh my god, what, what do you have there on the table? Whoa. So, what do you think? What scares you? What What are things that you would find scary in like a demon army? No, I think I will have like what I was saying, and then doing like a, a black and gray with like red eyes or something like that. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's nice. Least, the eyes would make the biggest difference. You have like a uh-huh. make them look a glowing sort fashion. of thing. Yeah, yeah, like they're ancient, and uh, they know your fears. I mean, it's obviously <laughs> yeah. a very personal question. Everyone fears different things. I, I, I've always been scared of aliens for some reason. Uh, so, any, anything, anything. <laughs> Ever the- since you were taken uh, away and probed. Yes, yes. Oh no, it's time for my yearly pro- probing again. Oh, oh, oh well. Think having a prostate <laughs> exam will be no problem for me. It's like ah. Uh, it's nothing that's nothing man (laughs) no i don't know so the the form of like a the typical you know gray alien with the big black eyes and just so i think the thing that scares me is something that looks humanoid so it's almost human right but it's it still isn't really something is missing or something is off Uh, which i think they already captured somehow in the those three yeah blood letters and uh plague bearers and demonettes that they are sort of they sort of look human but it's just yeah something more something scary something uh one thing that i i would personally go for a lot is i think making them blind so this mm, is opposite yeah. to you taking away the eyes because that makes it so disturbing it's like you know you you don't know how they can see you because they probably have some other senses yeah. maybe they just smell your fear yeah i heard like it, i think so like alan bly when he he was making armies like one of his things was that he he would drill out the eyes oh all, all the the models okay so that just, just have, have, it, have a void or yeah yeah just make a hole make them blind oh. yeah. yeah because yeah i think that's something that's a primal thing in humans like ah oh, what's wrong it's like a or maybe just having a, a humanoid body body and then a blank face yeah. No, no features of the face, like a slender man sort of thing. <laughs> that, would, ugh, that would also be disturbing. Very long, thin limbs. I think it's also the uh, nasty things. Yeah. yeah? Um, I have so many ideas that I think 
I feel like, oh, they would be so scary. So I, I really want to, I really want to do them, try to do them. But I don't know. As usual, I would probably not have the stamina to make an army. I would just make, I would like to make the models. But maybe I could do it, have them just like, I want to make them to give people inspiration of how they could make them or yeah. something. Like, if, if you could either just make them, like make an allied detachment. Just, yeah. You to summon them or something. Yeah. If you, yeah. you Later, it'll be like a, a summoner guy. You could summon yeah. demons. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, or you could just make them for some uh, some Mortalis uh, dungeon crawl stuff. Ooh, that would also be nice. Definitely. And I think I would go, if I would paint them, I would go for a sort of a pale skin color or something. Yeah. Also a sickly, you know, almost translucent. And you would have, you would maybe see some blood vessels and they would be dirty and there would be blood or... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I like the challenge of trying to make a model that scares me. You know, if you could if you could do that, I think then you would have a good demon army. If you could yeah. build the army that freaks you out, <laughs> I'll just make like uh, flying saucers and uh, <laughs> create aliens. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! Occasional Sasquatch in there. Oh, it's a Sasquatch demon army. My god! Always knew they were from the warp. <laughs> so obvious. Uh, so that was my brainstorming uh, demon sort of thing. I hope we could get some inspiration going there. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm looking forward to see what kind of armies spring up when the book yeah. finally gets released from the hijacking in Somalia. Yes. And I also think that it would be nice to see the rules first so you can find say that there is some kind of sandbox with provenances or you choose so you could feel like oh i can make this unit which is like low very low toughness but super quick maybe i should base it off the slanesh make it look a bit more sleek uh, or oh maybe this thing would be with a lot of wounds i could use uh, something else uh, i think that will help a lot when we see what what tools we have to work with yeah. uh, for show for show all these Talk about demons have made me hungry for the demons of 30k. Some chain axe revving crazy men. Yep. Little yep. nails in their heads. So we're going to have to play a song between here. The obvious <gasps> choice would be uh, World Leader by Bolthrower. Yes, but haven't we, I think we've played that before. Yeah, or... I think so. But I'm going to play another song anyway. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'm going to play uh, a song that I played in school once. It was hilarious. <laughs> Me, in school? Yeah, uh, yeah, in high school and mm -hmm. music class. Oh. Uh, just go, oh, let's play Kill Main Burn by Debauchery. Like, oh, oh. yeah, that'd be awesome. And then like, it was me playing bass, this guy playing drums, and a singer. Yeah. <clears throat> but we didn't have a guitar, so the, the music teacher had to jump in a guitar. <laughs> this hilarious. So, so here's the lyrics. and uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Also, this, this one guy in this band yeah. uh, was a teacher. And he was uh, they're German, but and he got fired because he was in this band. <laughs> oh wait, oh, okay. I thought I thought in your band first. Like, no, hey, no. Well, yeah, yeah. He was, was your music teacher, <laughs> and then he got fired. That'd have been uh, hilarious. Yeah. So this is Kill Main Burn by the Butcher. We'll be right back.
and we're back. And the person who scares me is not uh, Sebastian, although his legion scares me. And that's why you're here. It's World Eater episode hype talk. Uh, yes. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk all about the world leaders, and we invited <laughs> Sebastian once again. Hello. To do the dirty work. Yay. Ah, nice. I can just relax and listen and learn. <laughs> Not have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you are a World Eaters player since how long? A year now, or is it? Uh, not even a year, actually. Uh, I started painting them in July, I believe. July or August. Uh, it was at the Cult of Paint painting course in Stockholm. Yeah, yeah. Um, a good place to start. Yeah, and then two months afterwards, I was at 2,000 points uh, of World ESK. <laughs> and since then, I've been, been playing fairly regular with them. I think I had one game with my Thousand Sons since then. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, is it just because they're more fun to play, or that you? It's their yeah. year, sort of. It's. it's they're so cool. Things. It's a lot of things, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, we will go through all the reasons in the segment. <laughs> After the segment, yeah. everyone will want to play World Eaters. The reason Probably. you should play World Eaters. <laughs> so, should we get started with just like the background of World, world Eaters? Mm-hmm. See why they're so cool and why they are totally not Tessa doing. <laughs> oh, Tessa <yeah>. drying. <laughs> well, they, they are not Tessa drying. No, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for all the uneducated uneducated Danish people out there, Tessa drying is uh, sissy in Danish. <laughs> yeah, know. they are definitely the opposite of that. They're like the the craziest, manliest, the uh, chaos macho, guys ever. Ultra, ultimate macho berserker marauders, I don't know. Mm. Something like that, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they're so iconic. I mean, you know, they've always been even in like in 40k and you had the corn berserkers and it's just, ah, uh, you want to know more about that? Yeah, but, but I feel like the corn berserkers are something a bit different than world leaders berserkers in my ah, Okay. Maybe maybe they didn't have to be from the World Eaters Legion. They're just any traders no, that come. I think that, for to be honest, I think actually uh, the thing we know in 40k as corn berserkers is all world eaters. I think. Okay. But being a corn berserker compared to a world eater um, legionnaire, I yeah. think is different. It's not uh, as cool. It's like, one, oh, I got these bunny ears. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing. <laughs> the other thing is your paint job is a lot worse in 40k. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, blue and white is like the the slickest color scheme of any legion. Yeah, I I talked to uh, Oliver, the owner of Farao Cigar in in Lyngby here in Copenhagen. Mm. Yeah, and the first thing he told me when I said I was gonna do world he was like, "Yeah, I wish I had that paint job, man. <laughs> so iconic." Mm. And we talked a big bit back and forth about it because I'm colorblind, so it's a bit of a challenge. Huh? a lot of the time with certain legions but white and blue and brass is not really a problem for me uh, okay so i can really see the actual contrast and so on uh, compared to other armies which uh, do you have problems with like uh, red and green 
Yeah, or... and sometimes, depending on the nuance, it can also be brown and green, brown and uh -huh. red, depending on the, the color of it. And sometimes, yeah. mm. so, if I'm really unlucky. So your <laughs> Thousand Suns tier is brown and white? No, I, I think the the good part about Thousand Suns is they're so sh so clearly red uh, <laughs> that you can't really mistake them, even <laughs> as a colorblind person. No, I can't can't even imagine what you what it is not to be able to see red. Um, yeah. You can see red. It's just you can see fewer shades of red. Yeah. So mm. the see. the easy way to put it is you take a simplified color spectrum. So yeah. if you could see, let's say, four hundred colors, maybe I can see three hundred colors. Yeah, you would die. Time. You would die in the jungle faster. Sebastian. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and to be honest, it's uh, actually um, it's just where you see two different colors or nuances of one color. I will see one solid color, more or less. Oh. So I guess uh, women have uh, two hundred extra colors sometimes. <laughs> Uh, actually, that's not pink. That's mag mag magenta. What is it called? Magenta. That's magenta, peach. Yeah. To be honest, actually, um, the colorblind uh, mutation on the chromosomes is on mm. the uh, X chromosome. Yeah. So, so guess. Men, every tenth man is colorblind. Every hundred and ten, no, one hundred thousand women is colorblind. Oh, because they have double they X. Fair. Yeah. Damn you, women. So that's why it's actually not that uncommon to see colorblind painters in Warhammer, especially. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I know at least two or three other colorblind painters in the Warhammer community in 30k. Oh. So, except for their killer color scheme, yes. uh, what about their, their backstory? Who well, are the world leaders? Well, the world leaders started as the Warhounds, as a lot of us know, since yeah. it's, it's one of the more popular pre uh, uh, Primark Unified uh, Imperium Legions. Like, I see yeah. a lot of people painting uh, Warhounds and playing them as world leaders. Yeah, I guess, uh, like, the a lot of other legions. Only yeah. maybe Luna Wolves would be more popular or more the iconic. Dust Raiders. Well, Raiders were the same color scheme for it. World leaders? Yeah, they, they were the same. Like, Warhounds and world leaders are the they same were, color scheme. They're not quite. They're inverted, um, and the blue tends to be a bit um, more turquoise almost. Oh, that might oh. be the colorblind speaking, I'm not sure. Okay, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like Lunos are totally different color scheme, and Dust Raiders yeah. are different as well, right? Yeah, but uh, it's mainly inverted in, in the case of the Warhounds. Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that it's blue with white details more than white with blue. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, in general, I see less brass on Warhounds and more steel colors. Yeah. Um, but again, that might just be because it matches the blue a bit better in that tone. Yeah. So they were not very active during the Unification of Terror, right? Yeah, they were first engaged on the... I think it was kind of, not a space station, but a... A kind of asteroid with a space station built into it, kind of mm -hmm. called Cerberus. Um, and from what I uh, got, they the, there was an insurrection in the in the Cerberus asteroid by <laughs> like I think it was three million uh, habitants, indentured habitants, in, uh, of Cerberus that had risen up in an anarch anarchic revolt. Yeah, damn it. Uh, 
get it against the emperor. Yeah, they said no, man. <gasps> Not good enough. Arr. And um, then that got noticed at some point. Um, yeah. And it was they were occupied by Terran troops, so it was a revolt against Terra to like the specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, planet at least or ruling state so to say um but yeah apparently there were amongst these anarchic uh, revolts uh, and rioters there were some thought dead thunder warriors kind of starting <laughs> off this shit ah i love that it's just like the what's the book uh, forgotten dead or something uh, the the um, Oh, shit. Uh, now you ask me on one of my favorite books and I can't even quote this title. Lost, Dead, Forgotten, Dead. Um, forgotten. The one with the, the, the cycle. Yeah. Oh, Astropath. The Astropath yeah. and the Crusader host and there's some crazy uh, Thunder Warrior. Yeah, I'm looking on it for, on my bookshelf, but I borrowed it to Sooner, so... Um, ah, Sooner? Oh, I got that Sooner. Yeah, but again, he's reading good books, so good on him. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, well, everyone knows which book we means. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was their, their first, like, uh, actual mission, kind of, first time yeah. they were employed. Yeah, engagement in, in proper yeah. action um, mm. was against this space station containing a lot of, yeah, a lot, lot of human uh, riders and apparently some hidden Thunder Warriors from the Unification War. Send in the twelfth. Yes, the bloody twelve. <gasps> not named that yet, though. Um, but, but not even named uh, Warhounds yet, I guess. Um, Only the twelfth legion, maybe. I'm actually not sure because I think, from what I remember, they're named after uh, the Warhounds of the old ancient days on Terra uh, by the Emperor, huh? because ah, so maybe they reminded him of being so savage and yeah, almost bloodlusty. Uh-huh. Um. And that's why they got the name, the Warhounds. Oh, nice. Which mm. is a, a nice detail, I think, that it leads all the way back to like Roman Warhounds being released on the enemy. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. Like, you unleash the hounds. Yeah. Let's let the dogs of the war. Yeah. The, exactly. the, emperor, the emperor was probably there, right? With the Romans. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. At least he watched them at some point, I think. Definitely. He is from the, uh, the area around Turkey. So yeah, yeah. part of the Eastern Roman Empire at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after this encounter, they were kind of like most legions before they were unified with their Primarch. They were just like split up into smaller groups and attached to different expeditionary fleets. Um, yeah. Well, the first on this Cerberus uh, engagement, they they got named. Um, I think after that one, because it took them. I think it was five hours and eight minutes to kill every single one apart from a couple of stray survivors hiding out in the entire asteroid. We're talking three million plus in five hours <laughs> with chain axes and bolt pistols. It's a good job. Yeah, that's efficient. But yeah, then uh, sometime later, after a couple of engagement, mainly being kept at the back as a threat to other legions and other Imperials to... Say this will happen if you betray the emperor. We will we will release the hounds on you. <laughs> so I think Space Wolves actually got that role later 
in the the, the actual heresy. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah. Mm. so after this, they were split up into smaller parts, and then they were used kind of as uh, uh, like assault troops, like shock troops, to try and take fortifications. Is what I've heard of the warhounds. Uh, but I heard that they were like they were more controlled than, as you said, the, the space wolves and the bloodinos that before Angron came along. Yeah. That yeah. those two were regarded as like the the maniacs. As, as mm-hmm. the warhounds uh, fought and so on, they still had no practice of the butcher's nails. Oh yeah. So they might be genetically uh, derived from Angron, therefore being good fighters and maybe a bit more aggressive, but. They don't have that berserker mentality yet, I believe. Yeah. Sure somebody might correct me on this, because so I prefer this over warhounds, to be honest. Yeah, but we wouldn't know how uh, Angron would be without his uh, his nails. Yeah, I think it's speculated at at some points that he would actually some at least have speculated that he would be along the sides of. Yeah, Sanguinius and yeah. in fighting power as he is with the nails. Yeah. But imagine him being controlled and tactical yeah. with that fighting power. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so before the Bush's nail, they were just regarded as like a, a really good assault force. Like yeah. like storming fortification and stuff. But yeah, yeah they weren't crazy yet. <laughs> exactly. They were just really good fighters, to be honest. Um and very effective, and I, I actually thought to like round off the Warhounds before they meet Angron to read a small mm-hmm. quote. Uh, yes, from the big black book number one. Um, and it goes like this I do not doubt my emperor's wisdom in creating a necessary evil such as these fearful warriors, nor do I doubt their effectiveness in battle. It remains my fervent hope, however, that though I spend my life making war for the liberation of mankind that I never again see such inhumane butchery as I have witnessed in the halls of Cerberus. And who, who says that? That's actually no name to the quote, which okay. I think actually just makes it a bit better. Yeah. Because it's obviously not a warhound. Yeah. So who witnessed this? Hmm, and survived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it might be some form of iterator or I don't yeah. know. Maybe some custodian or something accompanying them. I'm not sure. Some yeah, just mil- military leader coming with yeah, them or something. Maybe actually they could have been uh, imperial uh, soldiers because oh yeah, before the butcher's nails, they weren't known for killing their own. Yeah, that's all. That's after the butcher's nails. That starts happening a lot. Oh, sh- oh. <laughs> <laughs> oops. That's why no one wants to fight alongside them. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. So, during the Great Crusade, um, Angron gets found, and from what I remember, it's kind of late, actually, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. I can't, I remember. can't remember the, the, well, the it order. It must have been before the, the two missing primers who went away, right? I think so. So it can be that late. Um... Because I, I think one of the reasons the Emperor didn't bother really doing anything for Angron mm. um, was the idea that he was in such a hurry to end the Great Crusade. But I'm not sure that's right. I'll just check. He was the third, fourth to last to be found. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
So he's like, oh, he's slightly broken, but he's not as broken as number two or number 11. So uh, let's just keep him. Well, number <laughs> 11 gets found two times after Angron, actually. Ah, okay. Hmm. But um, yeah, who knows about those guys? Yeah. Um, but for example, Corvus Corax gets found afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Angron. But I know Farius, probably. Yeah, he's the last one to be found. And depending on your interpretation of Omegon's backstory, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Oh, oh. maybe uh, we'll uh, have an Alpha Legion. Oh, that will just be conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the official <laughs> infiltration. <laughs> but I think, isn't it um, in uh, Betrayer where you hear about Angron being found, where he's like, ah, he was fighting with his good old friends. You know, Kimmy, Little Knife, and Sarah. Oh, no, no, that's actually in the short story after the Shea uh, from the Tales of Heresy collection uh-huh. of novels, and the Angron book is also okay. believed to have it. Okay. Uh, not the new Primark book, but the one just called Angron. Uh-huh. Um, it's an older <laughs> short release. I didn't. I don't think it's a part of the bigger series. It was just a collection of stories about him. But he was uh, he was basically raised as a as a slave fighter, right? Uh, yeah, he was found after killing a lot of Xenos uh, after uh-huh. crashing on uh, Nusiria, his home yeah. planet, by these overlords of the planet, hmm. and they quickly realized that this kid that just slaughtered a bunch of Xenos um, was apparently a pretty good fighter, maybe to raise. <laughs> So they did, and they implanted these butcher snails in him, which is where the practice comes from, is from Mm. New Syria. And from what I get, it's only the slaves that got them implanted as well, but not all. Um, And these butcher snails would slowly, normally they would be made for a human mind, so to speak. Yeah. But a Primark's brain chemistry is not made for such a simple and crude device. That's how it's put. Yeah. So it starts slowly grinding down Angron's uh, sense of how should you put it? Logic. Um, uh-huh. Everything becomes more about his emotions and how he feels about things. Um, ah, yeah. To be honest, a lot of the time it's all about his anger because that's the only feeling that it boosts and. It's the only way you can actually get endorphins released into your brain is by bloodshed. And yeah, it's really good in the stories when they, they explain how the butcher nails work, like the yeah in, in Betrayer with uh, with Karn. Like, yeah, with Karn. Yeah. It's like I, I think this is just a constant buzz in his brain until he starts killing stuff, and then it's like then he uh, everything release. is calm. Yeah. He Finally, gets illness. Yeah, release, so to speak. Yeah, killing. poor bastards. Which I also think is is one of the coolest driving powers to this butchery that you mm. find you find serenity once you kill someone yeah that is so fucking brutal also makes them human in a way it's like yeah. oh they're they're so inhuman in the ways but you still can understand it's like oh, they just want to feel okay actually uh, the short story after the shea that we haven't really touched on yet that we were just about to yeah also gives a a short view into how they they view Angron and how yeah. they start try to imitate him, oh yeah, so that he will s- somehow like or love them back, yeah, 
because his brothers and sisters, and in his own opinion, himself died at uh, the Shea, yeah. uh, which was where he did the uprising against uh, the slave masters, I would call them, the overlords, with yeah. his uh, gladiatorial brothers. I think there were like 2,000 that escaped. It's essentially Spartacus. Yeah, more or less. And he gets <laughs> teleported away by the Emperor. Yeah. The Emperor doesn't bother really saving his friends or going down helping him or killing all the rest with his orbital strikes or anything. Can't I guess the Emperor, Yeah, I guess the Emperor le- lets the planetary yeah, yeah, he, stay yeah. in power, right? Yeah, he does. He's like, they, well, they rule until Angren returns. Ah. Um a lot of time later in Betrayer. But oh yeah, now I remember. In the, Shea, in the short story after the Shea, uh, he's locked inside the vault, uh, like the cargo hold of uh, the, the Conqueror, uh, mm-hmm. which is their flagship. Mm-hmm. And he has been killing off captain after captain, trying to go down and talk to him. <laughs> and then you mainly see it from Khan's perspective, if not only from Khan's perspective, most of the time, uh, yeah. apart from the more like the more all-knowing character uh, seeing from what the rest of the captains are waiting for uh, in the hall and so on. <laughs> but Khan goes down there and he hears breathing and yeah, a, a lot of frustration in the room and seeing <laughs> a lot of limp worldy, the corpses <laughs> of all the captains he knew that were before him. Yeah. And then Angren starts beating him senseless. And to put it easily, um, <laughs> he is a ragdoll in his hands, as he put it himself. He has no control or any way of fighting it, resisting it just a little bit, and he's not even trying to. <laughs> because he's not that only like going to trigger more aggression from Angren. <laughs> um and Angron keeps uh, shouting and screaming about his dead brothers and sisters that he fought alongside. And uh, he talks about the rope, um, which they all had, which was a uh, gladiatorial tradition that starts going on to the world years later on, I believe. Um, which is, you make five scars in a line, small lines, like five centimeters long, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if you won that gladiatorial fight, you keep that scar clean. If you lost it, you take the sand and the dirt from where you fought and you grind it into the wound so it becomes a a discolored scar. You do these in fives a row and then you do them into a rope around your body. And Angren is more or less bareback and more or less almost naked, if not completely naked in, in this Maybe wearing long cloth, I'm not sure. Um, and it's described that his rope goes all the way, I think, from around, it starts at his chest and goes around his neck, around his uh, sides and down his back and around the stomach and down the leg or something. And it has no red markings whatsoever. Several so, rounds around the penis. Yeah. <laughs> Eight coils going back. <laughs> Scar it to it, though. Scar it off. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, it seems like he's a really good fighter, but still, I gotta say, like, he is the Primarch that has just done the shittiest job of his homeworld. Like, all the other Primarchs somehow managed to get into power position, but Angron is still just a slave. None of them <laughs> were slaves, man. 
you can yell courage and honor how loud you want. <sighs> Wasn't it Mortarian? He's kind of a slave. Nah, he was. Oh, he's the raised son by of the overlord. He's more like Gilliman, yeah. except he decided to go away from the overlord. And was like, okay. Yeah. So why can't Angron do that? Uh, because he was a slave, he didn't get the choice of being the next guy in power. Hmm. Well, well, he he did make he a rebellion made, eventually. Yeah, he did a rebellion. Yeah, but he never got the choice. He, of, like he failed, the right? of overlord. He never got a parent role from. He anyone. was just he's just about to fail in this rebellion and die before the emperor <laughs> came and saved. You're, saying you're saved. so harsh. You're saying saved. Angron says, stole his life and death. Well, like, it's like, it's uh, clear it's clear that the butcher's nails it's the difference right I mean it's uh, it was it's what it is what impairs impairs him and makes him well, uh, makes him a bit of a test at, at, at least later on I think in in the early days of his butcher's nails hmm. um, like when he reunites with the with the legion hmm. I actually think a lot of his character his personality is still there. And mm-hmm. I think that really comes to show in this short story because of him being honestly heartbroken about yeah. everything and everyone he ever knew and cared about being killed off and him not even being there to die with them as he promised them in the last fight. But uh, so what kind of d- does, does Karn have something then that makes uh, Angron not kill him? It's like, he wow. starts talking about their uh, rituals and their um, way of preparing for battle. Mm-hmm. And their way of honoring, um, like the fighting abilities of each other. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not sure if he actually mentions the um, the gladiatorial pitch yet. I'm not sure that's a that might be adopted after Angron joins. Yeah. Um, but he starts talking about and tries all the way through being beaten most of the time uh, to reason and calm. Uh, Angron from <laughs> to not kill him, and he gets these pauses where Angron is kind of ranting, and he kind of gets to say something. And as soon as he says something, Angron grabs him and starts beating him around again. <laughs> um, so, and from the start, like Angron makes no um, point to being like a servant of the Emperor willingly. He wants to fight with the world leaders, but he he doesn't really care why the command is coming from the emperor. He's still a prick. Mm. So I think Angron was probably the most, in my opinion, the most obvious one to go traitor at some point, along with the Night Lord's uh, Conrad Curse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a, the whole thing, like, uh, not wanting an overlord and rebelling against him. It's kind of the same problem with the, the other traitors, I think, like, oh, down with the emperor. Then, if they would have succeeded, then Horus would just be emperor, and they would have yeah. a new overlord. Yeah. But I think that's a warlord they chose, and I think that's why they're actually fighting alongside him. Yeah, but they res- respect time, him. He is not even obeying close to any of uh, Horus's commands <laughs> because Angron does what he pleases. To be honest, yeah, like yeah. he as in betrayer, it's betrayed that he feels he should have died so many years ago. So anything in this world more or less doesn't matter to him anymore. And mm. that's why he's falling to corn, especially, I think. is because there's no other reason for him to be alive than to be a bloodthirsty killing machine in his mm. own head. 
it's been taken as well. Yeah, like the life he's given is a servitude, more like the servitude of the devil. Yeah, might as well do some killing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they join back together, and mm-hmm. they uh, the gladiators were known as the Eater of Cities after their rebellion started. And a uh, world eater legionnaire says that at you with you at our heads, we shall be the eater of worlds. Yeah. Therefore, they became named the world eaters. Well, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that name. <laughs> <laughs> that's and a bad name. Like, you will learn to cut the rope and so on. And they start the world eaters legion in, in mm. that sort of sense with him at their head. Mm-hmm. And starting taking in all his practices um, as well. Hmm. So that was probably one of the big events for the world leaders. That around the book Betrayer, at least some of them, uh, obviously uh, in the book, gives to mind that Engron wasn't the Primarch they hoped he was. Because <laughs> the Butcher's Nase just more or less took any possibility of him giving them any kind of love back. Um, And the same with his upbringing. Like, he hasn't really had the chance to connect with anyone out of actual friendship or anything out of the combat situation. Hmm. Um, So again, a a lot of the time, they feel like the more they can imitate him, the more they can hope that he will love them back or at least appreciate the efforts they're doing to do so. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... It's it's, it's really sad, thing. right? Because he yeah, he, he, he still doesn't really care. <laughs> he doesn't care at all. It's like, and, oh, we also have butcher's nails now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, that is, in my opinion, that's why I love the Legion so much, that it's... From the inside uh, of the Legion, it's such a tragic story. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you view it from their point of view and their way through this world, mm. and you suddenly get why they don't just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. They fucking just kill mm. every little fucking human that says that the Emperor is your god. Yeah. Leave Agron alone. Just <laughs> 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 imagine, like, them slaughtering the entire world, and then, like, the, the Ultramans are going, we've got to stop them, and then so on. Some uh, log, I get it. Human, human right activist who comes along. <laughs> no, don't log, stop. Log, gets in the way. You don't know <laughs> what he's been through. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder. I mean, Anchor uh, would probably kill that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since uh, we've heard, uh, is that in Master of Mankind where Arkan Land is, ta- is with the Emperor and he's like looking at Angron and with uh, talking about Weapon 12 or whatever he calls him. I haven't you know, actually read uh, Master of Mankind yet. Ooh, you missed, you missed out. Yeah, yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm uh, at Vengeful Spirit at the moment, and I'm mm-hmm. actually considerous, considering skipping uh, the Nation of Pythos just because I've heard... Oh, do it. Before. Don't read that <laughs> fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's dinosaurs and stuff. It's cool. Oh, Dino Riders. My, my, my main point is... Does there happen anything significant in it? 
Master of Mankind no. is good. Oh, no, Damnation yeah, of Pythos. <laughs> everything oh, everything you need to know happens in that. Angron uh, becomes a demon Primarch in um, Damnation of Pythos. Uh, read Damnation <laughs> of Pythos just to, to make every other book in a series seem better. <laughs> yeah, well, I already tried to read Nemesis, and that already did it for me. Oh, but that's the <laughs> Assassins, right? Yeah, that's a fucking horrible book, in my opinion. I couldn't oh. finish it. I can't remember. I have like a hundred pages left, and I'm like, this is so fucking horrible. <laughs> I have to right. read it again. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, I, what I was going with that is that the Emperor is basically studying Angram like very coldly and like, oh, this yeah. is just weapon 12. Exactly. And will I be able to use him? Yeah, I can probably use him for a while. So, you, But you would think, as you said, maybe he's like, well, let's keep Angron so that we can finish the Great Crusade. After and that, uh, he'll probably have to get disposed off, of. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, one of the main concerns of a lot of the Primarchs, I think. Um, at least from Fredo's perspective. Yeah, what will uh, happen when we're done? Yeah, it's one of the, the points Horus at least makes. Mm. That we were made yeah. for war. We were not made for peacetime and ruling. Yeah. Um, but again, neither were the Thunder Warriors, and I saw what happened to them. So they Yeah, it's, <laughs> that is, uh, that's a good point, actually. Like, and that's mm. like, I think that's the perfect example that the emperor is not a loving father in any way. No. Not even the ones that he tells that he loves. I don't believe it in any any sense. Hmm. Because Probably just to, to manipulates. Him, they're all just tools. Yep. Tools for ruling uh, the human race and fighting the chaos gods in their own game. Death to the false emperor. Yeah, chaos exactly. gods at least care about you, so it's like they want your soul. Yeah, I'd rather follow them. <laughs> he wants you to keep it yeah uh, but uh, back to the great crusade and Angron yeah. taking the lead when when do the rest of the legion follow with the butcher's nails um, quite quickly actually um, mm-hmm. but some refrain um, mainly there's a, a couple of uh, <laughs> suddenly the Sigurds in the legion notice that uh, a lot of their guys are dying when they get nails pl- implanted Ah, oh, yeah. Because the butcher's nails are definitely not meant to suddenly eradicate your way of reason when you have a psychically open mind and can channel warp energy through it. Yeah. That's kind Probably. of a bad mix. Yeah. So their heads mainly exploded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or shut down with like uh, inserting a drill into the back of the neck, more or less. Like complete cortex shut down. Yeah. Um, so the few, few warhounds or psychers, at least that were back, uh, were without nails, and some also that were put in uh, dreadnought chassis. Uh, oh was yeah, that's also true. Without uh, butcher's nails, um, mm-hmm. because they were warhounds before they were interred. <laughs> and I think also some just didn't volunteer volunteer for the procedure Uh, so but i think without having an actual number i'm guessing 98 percent of the legion at least had butcher's nails Mm. uh, in the later crusade era yeah i mean the the ones uh maybe some loyal warhounds didn't do it but then i mean they slowly died off and all the new yeah and the inductees probably had it so and the few that didn't get like that didn't die off during the wars, got killed off at New Syria. Oh, yeah. So, 
Or Istvan, maybe. Um, there weren't any left. I oh yeah, probably yeah. There oh yeah, there were some. Yeah, sure, of course there were. I'm thinking of the what's his name Valen. No, what the fuck's his name? The loyalist uh, world leader guy. I would never play a loyalist world leader. So, uh, Andrid Har is one guy. Maybe not him. He's just in the in the in book six. I don't know. Is he a loyalist world leader? I think so. Oh. But don't quote me on it. Mace of Aaron is his name. Yeah. He's a loyalist I mean, world leader. I'll, yeah, on Istvan 3, they, probably ki- they were probably loyalist world leaders with butcher yeah. snails, even. Uh, yeah. Right? It's just like. Yeah, probably. I'm not. They might actually have. I'm not sure. I'm just guessing that they might actually think the ones without butcher snails not wouldn't follow the rest of the legion i'm not sure yeah i don't know but i think it's it's fair to at least question the idea yeah because it yeah. seems like a, a plausible way of saying well you seem a bit more reasonable than the rest of us <laughs> I'm the same way about this yeah definitely i think at least mason varen uh, didn't have um bridges nails from what i believe but i'm not sure on it might have i don't i would never play him so i haven't even looked at him <laughs> <laughs> Lightest, <we'll be> this. <laughs> um but yeah so through the great crusade they start implementing more and more of these butcher snails and mainly getting the feel of new syria throughout the legion mm-hmm. um, with the traditions um, taking root and one of these traditions that a lot of the other legions have kind of shared in on is the gladiatorial pits, mm-hmm. um, where um, at least some blood angels have been uh, known to do very well. Yeah. And uh, some, um, what's they're called? Um, Sigismund is one of them, uh, Imperial oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. is also really uh, a big guy in that uh, facet as well. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. Like, have you seen him? <laughs> they... Glorious. Mm-hmm. Horrible. <laughs> well, um, they have these where you're like, I think you're linked together by the wrist. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have like this pit of people of the remaining legionnaires watching. Uh, around you and you fight to I think it's either first blood times free or mm-hmm. in some cases to death um, which is one of the cases in Betrayer with Erebus and Khan which is an amazing scene <laughs> yes oh yes <laughs> finally someone satisfactory of beating up Erebus <laughs> and in a proper way like mm. <laughs> mm. Damn. Well, what, what was the thing with Khan that he like he often lost, but yeah, he, he kind yeah. of sucks in that fighting ring, right? He, he he's paired up with Argyle Tall, and yeah. uh, they're really good friends, but they they almost never win. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of weird somehow because yeah, but they they lose the cage fights, but they win the real battles. Yeah, yeah. they win, they win at war. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I sometimes think it's because they are two of the more recent, like recent, reasonable. Yeah, yeah, reasonable. Yeah. Um, p- 
people in their legions, especially yes, Khan, um, when he yeah. doesn't go all bloody berserk. I think it's in mm. one of the... I think it's actually in the Angron book. I saw a picture of on the, the big interwebs yeah. uh, that a part of... There's a, a part of Khan's uh, dialogue or inner monologue or something. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to a part where he loses control to the butcher's nails and the rest of the page and the start of the next page is just covered in red blood. And oh, then, that's so cool. And then it starts again from when he gains control again, <laughs> which I think is, it's a cool way, but I yeah. much more prefer Betrayer's uh, way of portraying it and actually describing yeah. the way he feels about it. Yeah, yeah. And Agiltal having to save himself several times from Khan's axe just because he's lost control yeah. and mistaking him for an enemy <laughs> or didn't care. But yeah, um, I think that's um, that's like their main Great Crusade era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these cool assault troops became crazy. So uh, that leads us to Istvan 3, I guess? Yeah, I think uh, maybe... Um, since um, we are on the, the subject of the law, we might want to talk a bit about what's in uh, book six. Mm? Um, about their like mustering forces. Uh, the Bat World Bat? I'm, I can't remember the name. Yes, yes. Uh, but I think, well, let's get back to that, that later. later. Yeah, yeah, let's do that later. It's a bit, uh, yeah, it's what happens after. Uh, but. Uh, they're they're only Istvan three, of course. They're one of the four legions where they're purging themselves, and they're kind of the ones ruining the plan. Already yes, at I the promise. start of the heresy, they're ruining the plans of, uh, of Horus, and quite a bit, um, because the atrocity or this massacre or the cleanup day or whatever you want to call it, hmm. with all the loyalist uh, parts of the four trade legions getting purged. Hmm. Um, happened and i think we all know the story by now uh like at, le- at least the virus bombing part and so on and the ignition of the atmosphere yeah i mean after that it would have been so easy to just bomb the survivors just leave them they oh, have yeah. no way of contacting anyone they have no way of getting out of the system just it would be a them. cooler cooler fate like they sit there and know that the emperor they're just gonna die of starvation at some point even though they're marines <laughs> But uh, that's, uh, yeah, well, it, Angron fucks up the plants because he goes down to the planet and then it takes a long time to fight there. Um, and then they go to Istvan 5 and they have some fun there, killing off some loyalists. Yeah. Who are they fighting yeah. mostly there? Well, uh, at Istvan 3, the, they hold up the plants and so on and they get to Istvan 5 and they engage the salamanders. Um, ah. Especially because the. Because the Salamanders were, they were fighting the Death Guard mostly, right? And the Iron Eyes were fighting the Ambush Children. And the Raven Guard were fighting the Night Lords. But that's later. So the, I guess the, the Raven Guard must have fought the, a lot of Emperor, uh, world leaders as well? Um, uh, at some point, uh, some of them, yeah. Um, well, the, the part is, I believe it's in one of the, I think it's in Vulcan Lifts, actually, where you're following one of the La Jolla commanding legionaries on Istvan Five. And they're talking mm. about, like, first they're getting bombed by all the the Death Guard. And they kind of slog on through the trench or they get assaulted or something. And they, they kind of make it through. And then suddenly they get shelled by the Iron Warriors. And then they can see the world leaders coming over against them. And they get 
burned and so on. So they're engaging a couple of legions, but world leaders is amongst one of them. But mm -hmm. I think they're mainly around word bearers uh, and um, the Raven God because uh, after the the actual battle at the um, the Urgo Urgle Depression, yeah, um, they are talked about a lot about like hunting down uh, Raven God, uh, trying uh -huh. to hide all around uh, Istvan Five. Like Engron and his companies are really just hunting down anything in black they can find. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they do that a lot. Um, and that's also one of the themes I've been playing whenever I've been playing Wearing God because it seems fitting. Yeah, it's Hunter Killer Forces. Yeah, exactly. Also, when I have all my assault marines and vigilators, it's like, yeah, they're searching folder with Raven Guards and infiltrating and stuff and scouting out trying to find them, and then the cavalry comes in. Yeah, that cheese combo. Nah, nah. <laughs> but uh, most notorious after Istvan Five is, of course, the Shadow Crusade and the attack on the 500 worlds. Yeah, the burning of the 500 worlds. Um, Definitely. And the yeah, so, so team up. Yeah, sorry. Before like the the books were released, like Betrayer, you people only kind of thought that it was the the word bearers that went over to to attack the Ultramarines. Yeah, but I then, guess yeah. But then it turned out that the world leaders had a very big part in it as well. I I didn't really know a lot about the Shadow Crusade um, before I started getting like uh, way too much into the law to read up on everything really quickly and then go into depth later. But I think they, they play a lot bigger role than expected, at least. Um, I didn't know yeah, yeah. that, like, who was, who were going on the Shadow Crusade. So, altogether, I, I think, for me, it's it's the perfect matchup for those two legions. Yeah, they're a cool uh, bro team, I feel. Uh, even the Lorgar is there, like, trying to... I mean, he, of course, cares about Angron in a, some sort of way and wants to save him, but I guess... Maybe saving him as a demon prince or, or something. <laughs> I think it's the only way of saving him from the Bridge of Snails, in, uh, in Lorca's opinion, at least. Because yeah. the Emperor apparently had a look at them with his tech guys and were like, nah, uh, not going to do that. But again, there's put some doubt into whether they actually wanted to remove the nails. And they do yeah. give some benefits also. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I like the part in the Betrayer when they're assaulting this world, and then like the world leaders are pushing on, pushing on, and then they push on with the the war bears, and then they're like, oh yeah, it's going well, and then the the war bears are not with them anymore, and then they kind of look back, and the war bears are just like doing this ritual where they're like nailing people to crosses is to worship the chaos cause, and the world leaders are like, oh come on, you guys, You're supposed to attack her. <laughs> hey, just for fun. They're doing it at the wrong time. Do it later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess they want like living sacrifices to word bearer guys. Uh, yeah. But on that note, like they're they, yeah, they're stopping up and like, what the fuck are they doing? And a lot of the time I think World Eaters doesn't really get a lot of the chaos stuff being done. Like they don't see the point of it. Like, why are you no. doing that shit? Like you can just kill them. That's true. <laughs> But yeah, um, altogether, I think um, 
also when Khan and Agaltal and Bloodspitter, I'm not sure Agaltal, at least Bloodspitter and uh, Khan is riding into battle on a warhound. And they're mentioning like the crucified marines and officers on the warhound's carapace. It's fucking insanely <laughs> written and done. <laughs> Radical. <laughs> gotta, yeah, gotta decorate that shit. <laughs> yeah, it was in chaos feel. But yeah, uh, the Shadow Crusades, yeah, Shadow Crusades starts going full bananas, and they starts purging all the worlds of uh, Ultramarines as possible. And they, I'm not sure they start with Armatura. I think there's one or two plans before, if I'm not mistaken, that Angron insists on burning. Um, and then they come to Armatura, where the big battle is uh, betrayed and betrayer. Yeah, great book, best book. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Best mom, book! Mom is better, definitely. But yeah. I also think that the first book is better. Nah. The first three have a special place. And then, of course, Fulgrim. And the Damnation <laughs> of Pythos. Damnation, oh, damnation of Pythos. Dino Riders. setting me up a trap, man. Uh, yeah, so during this crusade, their main goal is kind of to make anger into a a demon prince, and then they kind of fuck off from there, right? Well, the world leaders kind of continue there. The world leaders continue towards Terra. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. The the world leaders and the word bearers are engaged by Ultramarine on. Uh, I think it's on uh, New Syria uh, after they start uh, killing the entire population, and Angron has his uh, great standoff against the overlords of New Syria. Tell us about the current over. The, Lord of Nasiria. The current Oral Lord is a sniffling child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's like a small kid, uh, from what I remember. Uh, yeah. And he has <laughs> like half. And Angron and Logar and a lot of legionaries enter the big throne room uh, of the, the, yeah, the capital. And there's this kid sitting on the throne and Angron like starts more or less questioning, um, having a speech or a rage against them, um, but not so much a start. But he at least starts pointing out and asking them a couple of questions if they remember the slave uh, and so on. Angron of New Syria, and apparently on New Syria he was uh, known as uh, Angron the, I think it was the coward. What really? Not the Red Angel? No, because at uh, Nusiria, he got teleported away by the Emperor. Oh, oh yes, yeah. so after that he was called. The, the, the fight, that's what they believed, because he was nowhere to be seen. His body was nowhere to be found. So they thought of him as a, a, a coward. More or less. <laughs> Imagine that little boy like, oh, are you angry on the coward? Coward! Wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he went fucking berserk when he heard that shit. Because who the fuck are you to call me a coward? But yeah, he starts going uh, fucking berserk, and that's after they they call like they tell him what his name is in their history now. That he says every man, woman, and child is to be put to the chain axe on this planet and burned. Um, anything living, uh, breathing should be killed by hand. Um, and they start doing that very effectively. Yay! 
So apparently Gilliman arrive after defending Kalth and getting a handle on the situation, kinda. On other planets, kind of just leaving Kalth. Um, he comes to fight Lorga especially, but apparently also uh, Angron. And um, at some point during this duel against Angron at least, he cuts off one of Angron's chains with the skulls of his dead uh, gladiator mates. Oh. And then he later accidentally steps on one of these skulls. <gasps> Give me half knife. And then he just sends Angron into the biggest rage anyone has ever seen. And he starts... I feel like that's like every time he gets mad. Like, oh, he got so mad this time. <laughs> he got even madder than last time. And then he killed a bunch of people because he got so, so mad. Someone did something. <laughs> I think in Betrayer, yeah, because you have the stepping of the Warhound and you have the stepping on the skull and so on. He, he yeah, well, yeah, I just remember the thing from like the, the second book when they were solving the spy and then like an entire wall toppled over him. Oh yeah, and where then he gets buried he alive. Up and he was so, so mad that he started killing everyone. <laughs> like every freaking Iron Man story. And then he got <laughs> super mad this time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that is kind of uh, a lot of the time, I think the bad writing parts about the world leaders a lot of the time goes down to, oh, he gets mad again. What a <laughs> surprise. That's why we like them. But yeah, that's where I find the after the Shea uh, short story just hands a lot more perspective to those kind of anger bursts. That it's a heartbroken man that has no other way of showing his emotions. Which is oddly enough saying a lot about like toxic male like masculinity. I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking weird. Well, England is the perfect example of that, I guess. Yeah, the opposite of Tessa doing. Heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. England, the ultimate toxic masculinity. Um, so should I take us into um, a, a bod bod? But the planet, yeah, they recruit yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think that might be good now. Um, yeah. One last thing to say about um, Gilliman stepping on the skull. Primark turns into a demon prince. And I have a question oh. for you, if you, if you might, because I've been finding different sources, and I know it's debated at least, which Primark ascended to demonhood first? Was it Angron or Fulgrim? I have no idea. Hmm, yeah, it's pretty much around the same time, but it's like who can who can tell exactly when it happened? Yeah, because I think like uh, Fulgrim doesn't he go along with Horus some of the time after Istvan five? Uh, it's uh, when he goes with Perturabo to the in uh, Angel Exterminatus. Yeah, but is that straight after Istvan five? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, it's that fast because I thought they've seen the the way they've been going like downwards during Istvan 5 uh, like mentally uh, the Iron Warriors had seen the Emperor's Children's downfall uh, and thought they went so much overboard when they saw the big pamper parade of human uh, cultists and so on in uh, Angel Exterminatus yeah the, but that that is after Istvan 5 at least but uh, we don't know when so yeah both, okay so it's, it, it's, it's hard to say what if we get some official source what if they turn into demon Primarchs at the exact same moment? 
<laughs> that would be kind of weird. Um, Wouldn't it be kind of cool? The universe those... works in mysterious ways. But I think even in chaos, there is some kind of balance because the four main chaos gods hates each other in like a linear path, so to speak. So Nurgle hates Sinch most, or is it? Or how is it? Uh, Slanesh hates Korn. And if Slanesh gets a demon Primarch, then Korn gets one as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he becomes a demon. Now on to both the recruitment world. So I've heard that the world leaders had like a really good gene seed and that they could produce recruits faster than other legionnaires, right? Which kind of fits well because they had such high casualty rates. Uh, it's possible, but still, uh, it, it's, it's, it took a couple of years to make legionnaires still when that wasn't quick enough because, uh, of course, with the... Um, uh, Shadow Crusade, uh, the casualty rates were going higher and higher. So there were demands for a quicker uh, inductee rate. Uh, and uh, the world leaders had several worlds where they recruited from, one of which was Bot. And uh, it had the city Tredecima on it, uh, also the main city. Uh, the local population are called like gun, clan gun clanners or something, just running around in a Mad Max sort of way. Uh, and this uh, this planet was used for a long time as uh, a recruitment world for the world eaters. Uh, and even well, yeah, even before they went trader, they they practiced war so heavily on the pla this planet. It's like, well, if you want to be a recruit, you might as well shoot some macro cannons and stuff, so you feel like it's the real deal. Uh, so they actually they they have almost destroyed the entire planet from from playing war on it. <laughs> So the crust is apparent. Even the, the tectonic plates are moving more than normally because they're just firing macro cannons all the time into the planet. Uh, kind of nice. And they, there was uh, these uh, local population of uh, crazy gun clanners were perfect also to uh, take and, uh, uh, yeah, take some of them to uh, become new uh, world eaters. Uh, also, uh, apparently during the Great Crusade, they had found a lot of, uh, well, shall we say, uh, dangerous technology, maybe forgotten technology, maybe even Xenos technology, which is apparently hidden in vaults under the city of Tredecima, uh, and probably not known to the rest of the Imperium, and frowned upon because you shouldn't me uh, meddle in that kind of shit, but they're like, huh, might as well save it here, uh. Uh, with uh, disposal, yes. Uh, with um, uh, uh, well, yeah, tech priests from the the Crimson Priesthood from Sarum, uh, where they make those awesome helmets. Uh, they were there to take care of them, sort of. Uh, um, but after Istvan Five, there was uh, there was time for a new command. So suddenly, a group of uh, veteran world eater apothecaries. And some emperor's children and word bearers show up and like, we are going to take control. This is taking too too long. We're going to make new recruits, uh, and we can't keep these old restraints. We got to go f <laughs> full ape shit. Uh, and they were able to change the the process into uh, months instead of years to make new world eaters, basically. Uh, and of course, this was a crazy method where most of the recruits died. They just uh, 
they couldn't handle all this crazy shit that they were that was put into them. Uh, some apparently were transformed but had to be purged because uh, they, I guess they turned into monsters or something. Uh, and of course, the ones that were successful weren't really successful in a way. I mean, they are they were definitely more aggressive, but they're not really an Astartes in, in the old sense. They're not the, the Emperor's perfect view. Well, you said it was Emperor's children apothecaries assisting them, right? Yes. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's Fabius Biles, guys, so it's probably just really rampant mutant stuff? Probably. <laughs> they, probably. Uh, no, they, pro- they apparently used... Um, they scavenged uh, Istvan V for gene seed also from all kinds of legions and just meddled with that. So it says that uh, these new recruits, they were extra aggressive. They looked kind of, well, they were, you know, full of extra musculature and just looked like monsters, sort of. And uh, their minds were filled with the stolen memories from a hundred battles and a thousand kills. Uh, That's kind of... That's brutal. Yeah. So during the Shadow Crusade, this world was attacked. By some filthy... The Iron Hands. <laughs> yeah, so the Iron Hands that were left after this one massacre were just trying to sabotage the war effort of the traders as much as they could. And yep. the recruitment world was a perfect target. And who was in lead of this attack? I'll take more. Oh, and the red oh. talon. Yeah, like in the, in the sense of brutality, he really rivals. Even the, the craziest of the traders. Yep. She's so badass. Well, uh, he, he attacked together with some Imperial Fists, uh, Shattered Legions, Solar Auxilia. Uh, and there's a, it's a great campaign, I think, if you want to play this. You could probably read about it in book six. Uh, <laughs> long story short, he basically th- throws a moon at the planet. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of attacks the this, this strategic target. Uh, to kind of lure all the world leaders into one place and just lure them into battle. And then they used to withdraw all the loyalists and just fling the moon onto the planet. Yep. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that the moon more or less wrecked the planet, right? Yeah, it destroyed it completely. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, so why lure them into one place? Maybe, maybe there were some traders like located in the, the fleets above or some. Other moons? Oh, yeah, uh, for... the, the world leaders wouldn't say no to a battle on the ground, that's for sure. Yeah, you, or just like uh, put them into a position where they can't flee. Because if they would just throw on the moon in the first place, then they would probably be in position to just move away from it. But if they're already in, in battle, then they won't, like, they're too busy slaying things to look up and see that the moon is just getting bigger and bigger. But <laughs> as far as I understood it from reading book six, it, they actually started by uh, throwing the moon out of orbit so that it's it, like it's slowly coming towards the planet. But as it's coming towards the planet, uh, they go down. I mean, the, the loyalists attack the planet to try to possibly steal some of the tech from the vaults <laughs> yeah. and destroy. The, well, to make sure that because the, the traders have time to evacuate if they wanted to. But as the loyalists attack, it's, it's a really, I mean, I love the idea. It's, you know, this desperate fighting to either save, destroy 
dangerous technology at the same time as you have this moon that is coming towards you. So you know you have a time <laughs> ticking. It would be great to ah, make a ticking clock. Yeah, but it would be great to have a campaign or an, like an event with this where you have a, a sort of a yeah a deadline where everyone will just be destroyed by the planet, uh, where the, the yeah the, the moon. <laughs> yeah. And you have the parts of the moon flying in earlier, of, of course, just uh, yeah, attacking, well, striking the surface. Yeah. Uh, and the, a great the, setting for a, for a real-time event. Oh, yes, yes. And the, the crazy clanners also see this as a sign because they can see the moon light up in the sky when, uh, when it's bombarded to shift course. So it's like <gasps> they see it as an omen and they go apeshit. <laughs> Whereas, the, I mean, the, the, the worldly just wanted to have them as a defense and it's like oh god damn it they know they just lost control of them so uh good job by otak Moore. but uh yeah uh, a really cool fight yeah one of my favorite stories the the black books is just amazing and the world leaders don't have to be too sad about it because they still got rules for playing with inducti inducti so uh yeah you can Even do that Serlak died on that planet. He's still around in like every world leader list. Oh, oh so he, oh, so that, the story wise, he dies there. Okay. Yeah, but that's like that's a, a mainly perspective. <laughs> it's not convenient for my uh, yeah, inductee, like, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing like we will get onto this a bit later with the rules, <laughs> so not to spoil it too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after this Both thing though like, They're still mustering forces uh, To go to Terra Because they are still like one of the, the main Protagonists on Terra like, They are the assault troops They're supposed to break into the Imperial Palace Not supposed to We do break into the Imperial Palace well, <laughs> They do but Also in the meantime like uh, In book 6 there are some alternative Color schemes with white and red Instead of white and blue <laughs> yeah, so you can see them turning more into corn berserkers at this stage. I think it's cool. I think the idea is cool. I I don't like it for the actual paint job because red and white don't go as good as white and blue. They do look a lot like uh, white scars. Yeah, but if you don't go all in on the red and then they start looking like weird thousand suns with the axes. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, yeah, we don't know exactly what happens in the Siege of Terror. I mean, we do from the the old fluff, but uh, the novels yeah, aren't out yet, and the black books aren't out yet. So but let's save that. The Solar War book has been on pre-order and or on sale, and it's been sold out in like ten seconds or something. Yeah, just go read that. I guess they're in that a bit. But let's talk about their units in the game. Yes, yes. Yay! So uh, I guess we should start off with like the general legion rules. Yes, definitely. Okay, I guess I'll sh I'll just take head on this. I guess. Yeah, you're the world leader. Yeah, master. I can. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can read some of the entries yeah. if you want. Um, so they of course have legion of status as everyone else do, but also they have uh, incarnate violence, which uh, does. All units with the Legion of Status, World Leader Special Rule, gains the Furious Charge Special Rules once they have destroyed a unit in close combat or caused one to fall back after a victorious assault phase. 
which mm. is kind of shit. Well, uh, I, do I have an older version, or has this changed? Um, it has not changed, I believe. Um, you like characters with this rule gain plus one weapon skill when fighting in a challenge as well. Yeah, but in my red book, it says that they can reroll wounds, the wound rolls of one when they charge into combat, unless they make a disordered charge. What the fuck? I think I uh, should look at the red book then instead of my black book. That might be a good idea. Yes. Yes. Book one, you yes. betrayed me. Betrayal. <laughs> Betrayal has betrayed me. But even if you have fury charge after you destroy a unit, yeah, you might not remember that rule, but still, it's pretty good to get free fury charge on all your units. Not free, because you have to win a close combat first. Yeah, how often, how often do you lose close combats when you're charging but with warriors? That's the problem, that you only get the bonus when you win a combat, and half your units won't make it to combat. Still a free buff. And first, then you get the buff, not when you get to combat. That's the problem. Then you get shot to pieces once you've been into combat. Well, okay, wait. So you had to win a combat to get Furious Charge. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's the problem. If you just got Furious But I think charge, actually then that... Yeah, because I think they updated from the Black Book. That was the original and that, that it didn't do enough. But then they changed it so that now they have reroll once to wound when they charge, which is they re really once, good. right? Yes, yeah, really that's good. That's the one I remember. Unless making a disorder charge, so uh, okay, get there. Sebastian, it. maybe you've played with uh, old rules. <gasps> yeah, it, is, it seems so. At least some of them. Uh, yeah, so your your legion is probably better now. Yeah, than you think? But, but I remember this thing that the, they have a different special rule depending if they're loyalists or traitors. That that yeah, they're like that's far the, gone. That's the savage tide rising, the doom of the world leaders legion, which is the reason getting. Like after Istavan in the Horus Heresy campaign, if controlling Pedalea wishes, exchange the blood slot component of the Legion of Stardust World Leader special rule with the blood matches madness special rule shown below instead. In non campaign games, you are free to use blah 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 blah. Uh, blood madness any unit with this rule has the rage special rule and must always make sweeping advances if able and cannot voluntarily go to ground or choose to fail a morale check. In addition, after an assault move with this special rule, must always consolidate towards the nearest enemy unit they are, they are able to harm. Yeah, which is hmm. much nicer to just have rage and extra attacks, right? Otherwise, if you just have bloodlust, it's um, you roll a d6 when you lose a morale check and on a 4+, plus, then they stay in combat and get rage. So it's just not as good. Um, yeah, exactly. It's a, It has to be a morale check. Um, it's not like a pinning check or uh, a casualties check or anything. Um, so it has to be in combat. Yeah. And then if you are to fall back, you have to lose the combat. And then you have to roll a 4+, plus, um, which is kind of... Yeah, just take rage. Yeah. Instead, especially because they now become the subject to the rage special rule for the rest of the game. Where it's like, why would you wait to get that? Yeah, it's like if you play like Istvan three scenarios. If you're playing Lawless, I guess yeah. you would take that. Well, who really does that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you don't start playing World Leaders to play them as good guys. 
<laughs> no. no, probably not. Uh, I guess somebody does, uh, since I've seen the the armies being played as loyalist. But yeah, it it loses a lot of the buffs that we're gonna get into a little bit later. Yep. yep. And we're all about the buffs. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the, the, now the incarnate violence rule is that you yeah may reroll uh, two wound rolls of one in any turn which you charge into combat. Um, also the sort of charge and the plus one weapon skill and challenges. Yeah, there you go. Your oh. armies got better. And then we got some uh, some special weapons, which is the most famous of all and the best of all, the Chain Axe. What are the stats for Chain Axe? Uh, strength plus one, AP four. That's, oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's free for all the world leaders. Remember when that update came, yeah, people lost their minds. Free, but it's free, free if you have a chainsword. It's free in in points, but it's expensive as fuck in money. Because the amount of chain axes you have to buy and model on your units is insane. And, uh, and they're not that easy to get a hold on either, right? Is it like yeah, an upgrade kit? There's two sets from Forge World. One is without hands on, so you have to drill hands and put yeah, that's the, the worst. hands in. Ah. And then you get 10 for uh, 10 pounds. And then there's the one with hands and bolt pistols, where you also have to get bolt pistols for the other ones as well. Um, yeah. And those are five of each, like five bolt pistols, five chain axes for 10 pounds. So for my 45 assault marines, and 10 veterans, I bought like 11 packs of chain axes and bolt pistols. And for my 16 ducktie, I bought six packs of chain axes to drill in hands. Oh. Yeah, I got some of those in my sense for three years as hell. How many did you get in the, the 40k corn berserker box? Though? No clue, haven't looked at them. They look corny, and I didn't want that. But the chain axes themselves don't look corny, a little bit. <laughs> They <laughs> got like a tassel and maybe some. Probably have those uh, arrows on them that everything has in 40k. Mm. There's still more or less uh, chaos undivided uh, options in uh, 40k, I guess, more than an actual legion. Yeah, we'll look into getting some of those because then you don't have to drill, you don't have to buy a ridiculous amount, amount mm -hmm. of them. And there's also some good bits. I used some of the, the bits from my son's wars. Some of the legs, some of the heads. Yeah. Just cut off the bunny ears. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm not going to be one of those guys, <laughs> so to speak. So, uh, Rest in master, uh, master, master race. Master class. <laughs> <laughs> At least just, yeah, not 40k. But um, we came from their special weapons. Yeah, tell the best one, the Cater weapons, or Cadre. Yeah, the Cadre weapons, I think is Cadre? I'm not sure. Um, they have like four different ones to choose from, and none of them are really good compared to power weapons, which are most of the time the same point cost. What? What are you saying? Shit. You whacker, you. No, look at the fucking uh, AP values of three out of four of them. It's AP five. It's worse than a chain axe, and it gives yeah. strength buffs. Like 
really. So uh, who can take those weapons? Is it just uh, the special unit, or can characters take them as well? Um, a model with the any model with either the independent character special rule or character type, and with the Legion Astartes World Leader special rule, may exchange a chainsaw or combat blade for one of the Kadro weapons for fifteen points. So you can choose either a meteor hammer that has plus two strength, AP five, specialist weapon, two handed, concussive, plus one initiative. But if it's oh, but... yeah, it's. It's still occasionally good. Yeah. Um, and you lose a lot of your attacks because it's two-handed. So I wouldn't really take it on a world leaders, to be honest. And Excoriator ex- Chainax is plus one strength, AP free, melee specialist weapon, two-handed, shred, unwieldy. I can see a bit of a use for that since it's a power sword that strikes an initiative, but with shred. But uh, was well, so mm-hmm. it unwieldy? Yeah, exactly. So what, what is that? One. Yeah. So it's a it's a worse power axe, basically, right? right. More or less. It's yeah, a power axe. It's a power axe with shred. And yeah, kind of a, like a worse lightning claw. It's AP free still. Um, so it's not. Yeah, it's like a like a lightning claw. Yeah, more or less, except you strike an initiative with a lightning claw, right? Yeah. So, worse than a lightning claw. So, <laughs> yep. And then, and that's the good one of the four. <laughs> but they're cool. <laughs> yeah, but they're so shit that you just pay points for nothing. That you could just give a chain axe instead, and it would be efficient and cool. Alright, so what are the other two? Uh, twin phalanx blades. Uh, S user strength. AP5, melee specialist weapon, plus one attack and rending. Which, I guess, if you pair it with a chain axe or a pistol, it's technically three attacks for having two weapons. But it's still AP5. And it's, I guess you can use it to get rending on all your attacks. Yeah. But then, yeah, that's pretty good, actually, to just put yeah, it on a sergeant but, and but fish without rending. But again, it's 15 points. So for those 15 points, you could might as actually just get a power axe and strike an initiative one instead. Yeah, but if you're fighting as another sergeant that's got artifice armor and a power fist or a power axe, and then you get to strike first, and if you get a running, then you'll kill that guy before he kills you. <laughs> that's true. That might do something, yeah. I think it's a lot of a lot of ifs, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of ifs, but it's the one that might actually have a, a purpose on the battlefield so far. And it's the same as the the Alpha Legion Shiv. It's also just rending, just trying to to strike that guy with a rend before he strikes you with a parfist. The problem with it is um, that. Um, like, if you take that, it's mainly on units of uh, Rampages you would take it, I guess. Um, Can you take it and use the title sergeant? Um, I think so, yeah. But yeah. I would. But a lot of the time, I would prefer the Power Fist to uh, deal if you engage, like, anything that has a higher toughness, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, because it's, it's not as just... good. I mean, they would have to Imagine either make it into a mechanical without a power fist. Yeah. I mean, they would have, either have to change it so it's not 
15 points for these, maybe five points, and people would consider taking them. Five taking points them. would make them really good. Yeah. Them a lot more. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think say any of these weapons will see any use in Denmark. No, neither. <laughs> there's Mechanicum and just hard shit flying around on jet bikes. You need I love that, that you feel that Denmark is like hot shit, and every time we go to Sweden, we feel like it's hot shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just parts. Of I, I think it's just a part of being out of your meta, more or less. Being being surprised again and again, again what other countries play more of. Yeah, yeah, these weapons aren't super good. They're cool, but they're not very good. I would say this one actually has a use, like just like the Alpha Legion dagger. It's like you can you can try and rent someone before they hit you, but yeah, a parfist is the dagger is more of a style attack for being a specialist weapon. One, um, the power dagger gives you an extra attack if you have a power fist, for example, yeah. because it's yeah, a specialist yeah. weapon, which is quite good. So that actually has some use, but um, there's also the barb hook lash, which is strength as user AP five melee specialist weapon with flesh pain. Which is just meh. You already get to reroll once with the chain axe. You're already wounding on three plus most of the time. It's not really worth it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, cater weapons not really a good thing, but not really the thing that people like. It's not the reason people play the legion. I think either. Um. Funnily enough, because of the rules, maybe. Oh, it's a shame. It'd be yeah. cool if they were like actually cheap, like five points, and people would actually take them. I, I would just wish they would do something about uh, rampagers in general, or ravagers, or what they're called. Um, yeah, they should just redo a lot of the special units. They did some now with FEQ, yeah. but so like they those guys and reavers need to look over. Yeah, those and reavers, and I've been trying to come up with others, and I was thinking maybe pyro class, but I'm not sure. No, I think Pyroclasts are pretty good with their Rite of War, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking that as well, but some Salmanders player were talking about, uh, they, they need a nerve as well. Like, uh, no one is ever happy with their own units. What do I know, man? But yeah, the World Eaters, um, they got two Rite of Wars. The Berserker Assault, which is the obviously better one, um, which gives all Legion Astartes World Eaters gain hatred, when they're outside their own deployment zone and must always make a sweeping advance uh, attempt if able, which is already made for you by the rage yeah. special rule. Yeah, what's interesting or good about that right word as well is that they get hatred everything, right? They just get hatred, so that's yeah. everything. So they get hatred against traitors and loyalists and non-binary... Everything, even demons, man. Yeah. Damn, is, is hatred rerolled to hit? In or, the first yeah. round of combat, yes. Oh, and then combined with rerolling once to wound, damn. And plus one to strength, and if you're in dark side, plus one more to strength, and five attacks on the general, like in, gen in standard. Uh, uh. If you push the uh, butcher snails as well on your apothecaries, then it's uh, 100 attacks at strength six, AP four, uh, with the reroll ones to wound and reroll to hit. It's fucking insane if you hit it with the full squad. From like t 20 man, yeah. Yeah, 20 tacticals. <laughs> More or less no upgrades. Yeah, that's the thing like with world leaders that they are insane in close combat. But I really like that they're insane. Like if you get into if you get charged by them, you're gonna die. It's accepted and you just try and play around that. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons people 
what at least from my experience why they love playing against it because it's always always like a cat and mouse feeling to it because you will be chased no matter what almost yeah but just uh, gonna avoid them for as long as possible yeah for one or two one or two turns if you're if you're lucky and or good and three turns if you're lucky i guess are there any limitations for this right of war they also have uh, uh, another uh, bonus um, called the Unstoppable Wave. All models with the Legion status, World Eaters rule, gains the reroll fail pinning test and must reroll their run roll tests of one. So you get to run. Nice. Which is really nice since you're going to use the first turn uh, just foot slugging as many guys forward and probably running them because why shoot with a bolt pistol? Um, when you can hit them with the chain axe next turn. So, from my experience, you always run everything, more or less, unless they actually have a, a longer range or a shooting uh, option that is worth firing uh, in turn one, just because there's nothing else to do with your units, your dreadnoughts, your infantry, your job infantry. Anything, more or less, runs the first turn, getting in position for turn two charge. Unless they're in a transport, right? Even when they're in the transport almost, you drive 18 inches forward. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spartan, never, ever, ever shoot your Spartan if you have something inside it. If you're playing world, you just, just drive it all the way to the front in turn one. And then six inches, deploy six inches, and charge. Yeah, got to get that charge. That's why you bought a 400-point tank to fucking deliver it, at least. Yeah. ABC. Always be charging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're special units. We, we talked about the... Oh, we, uh, we have to talk uh, the limitations as well, I guess, pretty quickly. They have to take an additional compulsory troop, troop choice, and they may not take more vehicles with the tank or flyer type than they have infantry, and they may only take a single console as part of their HQ and may not take a librarian. They may not take a fortification or uh, other Space Marine Legion attachment. Yeah, and what's the other right of war which you don't like as much? The other one, which I think is also cool, but it's not as good as like at all because it's mainly based about based around being in your enemy's deployment zone, and unless you're playing a drop put army where you have to run around another right of war which kind of inhibits you, um, then you're kind of screwed. Um, but it's called what the fuck. I'm okay. Apparently, it's the right of the the crimson path, um, where if you're in a enemy deployment zone, you uh, get plus one to um, feel no pain, which can be quite good when you have apothecaries and inductai and so on. Oh yeah, that stacks. Yeah, they they capped that recently. Like you can't get a three plus, right? I haven't heard about that. Or with Garland Sirlag, at least. Oh, yeah, that's because uh, you can't buff Garland Sirlag anymore from what I get. And he can only buff yeah. uh, Legion's uh, status now and not uh, Primark. Yeah, not, not Agron. Exactly. Which was Kevin. Which was ki- kind of weird in the first place, but I guess when you read the rules, you read the rules however you please. Yep, yep. But, um, yeah, the the... The limitations to that one, um, I, I thought it actually was in book one, but apparently it's in the Legion Astartes book, the one with this 
all the regular units, so to speak. I think it was um, added in book six where most agents got another right of war. Do you have it in front of you? Eh, no, I don't think I do. Shit. <laughs> but it's it's not as good. It's not as good. <laughs> yeah, mostly just how like one one obviously better than the other right of war. It's good for for variation. But I think uh, we can go into the, the troops instead. The, the special units. Let's do that. Let's talk about some... Uh... I have it here. I have the book in front of me. Oh, you're fine. You want oh, okay, okay. okay. Um, yeah, feel no pain, plus it. one in enemy disappointment, so maximum of three plus. They gain it will not die special rule uh, when you're in the enemy's deployment zone, um, which is like only relevant on characters and multiple wound models, uh, like your terminators. Um, and then in missions with attrition or line breakers, secondary objectives, if you don't get it, the additional the enemy gets plus one victory point. Um, and also, you may not include immobile units or slow and purposeful uh, special rule. And you may not take fortifications or space marine allied detachment. Done. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a mediocre right of war. <laughs> yeah, but pretty I much the same thing, though. Just go forward, attack. Yeah, yeah. It's the first one I ran, actually. How did it, how did it work out? I think it went okay. Um, it was at BSK as well, um, and I had fun. And I stormed Freddy's Solox Salia or militia army. I think it was his militia army. Um, they got stormed by a lot of Indoctis and a Spartan with three plus feel no pain because of Galen Serlak. Oh god! <laughs> and five attacks each. <laughs> Strength six. <laughs> uh... Uh, so, moving on. <laughs> the, the Red Butchers, you have some really cool Terminators for this Legion. Yeah, I haven't actually played with those yet because I haven't painted them. But mm. I read the rules. They're really scary. They are insane. First of all, um, the only kind of limitation is you can only have one guy with chain fists. And that's that's that. More or less. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you could have more. So, it's uh, the... The champ, the devoured, like the sergeant, uh, can have uh, two chain fists um, for uh, ten points each. And <laughs> the the prop, the okay. There's also a couple of other minuses, as there are to all world eager stuff, because they get a lot of good bonuses. But they uh, they're in kind of fracture armor, so no running and no sweeping in advance. Um, and they have power access and. Combi boulders as standard, and they can change out their combi boulders for secondary power axe for free. So that's which nice. is probably a good idea because they're only ballistic skill two. <laughs> yeah, they're really not for shooting, even if you're twin linked. Nope, nope. <laughs> then they have a uh, legion of status world leaders, of course, and uh, then they have fearless and hatred everything. Feel no pain, six plus, and unstoppable charge. And they may take a land raider Proteus or land raider Phobos as a dedicated transport if it fits uh, five models or more or less. If it's five or more, then it's a Spartan. Uh, An unstoppable they, charge is that they can re-roll a failed charge distance, which is really nice. But I think it's like like the best close combat unit roll in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 
and they also have uh, the Ravening Madmen, which is because yeah. they're so insane and they use like dual shock implants and that sort of thing in the Terminator armor um, that they hit on uh, weapon skill free. Um, or I believe no, they they attack with their list of weapon skill. Weapon skill, yeah. So they attack uh-huh. with weapon skill five, but they're always hit on freeze by the enemy. Oh, they're God. just going insane and don't caring about themselves. Nah, that's awesome. That's it's really so insane. Cool, cool little balance. Yeah, and, I think it's it's and, it's very fluffy as well somehow. Yeah, and I like that they're in cataphracty armor actually because it makes them a bit more. Yeah, it balances it a bit. I mean, they're super heavy and hard to kill, but at least they they can't run and sweeping advance. So it's a they're bit like yeah, going to run because they always going to charge out of something. So and sweeping advance, oh, that's, that's only if there's something left. <laughs> aren't aren't they also so crazy that they're like locked in and and sedated between battles because they're yeah, on the spaceships. Crazy, like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing that makes them attack your own guys, right? No, no, not not something that forces their hand or anything. Um, which is really (laughs) (laughs) I would be so cool if they were just like we'll always strike the closest unit friend or foe I I, I want some uh, world eater unit like that that would be awesome they can never be uh, scoring in uh, any mission or anything so no pride of the legion with just uh, red (laughs) (laughs) butch well you could but you're not going to score any points you're just going to table wipe Oh, would be a cool way to win. <laughs> it's the world eaters way. I actually, I, I would crap my pants, but I would kind of like to face that. I'm kind of cool. Yeah. These guys are like the scariest unit to face. They're they're the traitor equivalent to the, the Salamander Terminators. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, a lot of the time, I think they've been uh, set up against uh, Salamanders a lot in the rules as well. But Salamanders hasn't gotten a, as good off. Uh, that table, so to speak, but yeah. Who who wins in a battle against those uh, fire drake terminators? Would uh, red butchers win? Well, I guess they all strike at the same time, uh, since everything will be initiative one, uh, because of power axes and uh, thunder hammers and power fist and so on and whatever. Th- mm. Anything that they have is initiative more or less. Mm. The thing with the, the, the red butchers though is that they have to go alone. To benefit from their special, well, the the salamanders are often accompanied by a praetor with eternal warrior. Yeah, I think True. you're right. But again, a lot of the time, if you if you just put up a, like a five man versus five man uh, squad, I I think it it's gonna go wide, like with most uh, terminators that actually gets to hit and uh, wound probably. That they just explode in each other's faces. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah, I think it's down to the charge. If the red butchers charge, then I mean they'll probably die, all of them. But uh, they'll have they, a greater chance of killing the other guys. It's probably like, if yeah, the salamanders have... can survive with a three plus invulnerable. But yeah, you uh, most will die on both sides. There are still like three attacks each with reroll to hit and reroll. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, rerolling okay. once to wound. Yeah, that's only on the charge, though. Yeah, yeah, but they will will probably get the charge. Yeah, probably. You're not gonna deliver them in something on foot. <laughs> All right. So the second unit, which is kind of lackluster, which is yeah the the 
suckers, uh, which are rampages that starts with chain axes and power armor, frag and crack grenades as usual. Um, and then they, uh, if a squad numbering 10 models or fewer and not equipped with jump packs, they may take a land raider Phobos as a dedicated transport. But it actually doesn't say anything about them taking a rhino or anything. That's really weird. And they don't really have that many. I mean, the, the thing, the ent- I guess what makes them special is that they can take, well, they can all take uh, heavy chainswords. They could all take uh, these cadre weapons that we talked about before and that's what could make these cool uh but since the weapons aren't that good that's i mean you're better off just taking normal tactical marines with chain access yeah uh, or something it's just so so what's within that they can all take those cater cater weapons yeah that's what makes them special i I would say they're all uh, chosen warriors so they can accept and issue challenges yeah and they have scout which is really cool i think oh that's cool pain six plus Yep. And like with jump packs, that's uh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, could have like they're they're more or less a, a semi version of my assault marine squads, just worse. <laughs> they get outflanked though. That's pretty cool. Uh, what's uh, how much do they cost, and what slot are they? They are fast attack, uh, and they start at a hundred and thirty points. Are, are, are they elite uh, and fast attack, or am I missing something? Yeah. Yeah, is that a typo? I just realized it says it says elites and fast attack, and it also oh, wow. in black book. So I think this might be right. Hmm. So you could take uh, this either. Uh, uh, oh, do they right. have implacable advance base? No, they don't. Mm-hmm. They they would definitely they sh- should have been updated in the fact as well. I yeah, feel. but I I don't know if they had a bit of a FAQ that might have added or fixed something in them. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They're they're not that good, especially it's, because it's a shame. Yeah, they, it really is. Um, Since the models that so, they released are awesome, and with even the heads are amazing. Yeah. With all the butcher's nails, like visibly yeah. seen. And I'm not. Yeah, the fucking the, the meteor hammer looks so badass. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm like... normally not one for unhelmed uh, world eaters or anyone else, but it looks fucking amazing with those guys. Yeah. Cyber dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it's uh, down to... I guess they have another type of special unit, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I think and we should go the, to that, actually, because I know that uh, Nicholas is running out of time. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, I mean, yeah. let's, let's not go into special characters more than that. Yeah. Uh, Gal and Serlac. Of course, Angron is crazy also, but they're all, they're all good in close combat. Karn is a bit... Yeah, and uh, he's good until you bring Angron. Then he becomes shit <laughs> because then he, because then he can't take Angron's axe. Oh, this dad, can I borrow it, please? No, no. <laughs> Angron says I don't want this, and he says steal this. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I, every time I play against Karn, he dies and doesn't do a lot. So he's like, oh shit, this Karn's gonna kill everything. No, not really. See, like a predator guy. Yeah, he's he's a he's a optimal predator. Like, he's a yeah. with a bit of a buff, and people tried to compare him to Sigismund recently. I'm like, he's nowhere near Sigismund yeah. in rules. It's insane. And then Serlac, yes. like, the only reason he exists is just to be able to bring in Dactyai, which I, I really hate when they make rules like that. Did you have to take a named character to get, like, a 
an army buff? Yeah, it could just be a, a special type of Primus Medicae or something. I mean, he is like a, like a Primus Medicae in stats. So he's not, I mean, he's only got a three plus armor save. He has a power axe, a Mastercraft, a needle pistol, but he has the Feel No Pain 4 plus. Uh, and of course, he in- unlocks the Inductii, which makes, yeah, Legion Tacticals can be, ta- can be transformed into Inductii. They get plus one strength, minus one ballistic skill, Feel No Pain 6 plus. They are no longer scoring, so that is a bit annoying. Meh. And they can only be joined by apothecaries. But it's like, and you don't get any victory points for killing them. I the mean, last point that, is that, actually that the is, problem, uh, not the, the, vic- the victory points, but the joining of characters. That's what makes it hard to play with uh, a lot of inductai because you have nowhere to put your leaders except for. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to upgrade all of them, right? You don't have no? to, but you want to. <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> yeah, right. But this this was um, a real uh, cha- like uh, game changer, I think, b- when this entered. Because uh, yeah. I-, I guess a lot of war leaders started playing with these afterwards. I mean, why wouldn't you? It- it's really cool. Give us the uh, tacticals we wanted. The superb tacticals. Yes. Not just the buff yeah. average tacticals. And it also unlocks... Uh, so he has the rule ex- uh, Exoration of Butchery, where... Uh, h- him and any trader apothecaries after M31008, uh, they can take that. So you have to keep track on which, uh, this event is actually uh, 007, so you can't take it. Uh, <laughs> at the start of any assault phase, uh, infantry world eaters, is that, that, does that include jump infantry? Any infantry. That, any that's, infantry. Uh, that's infantry, I guess. Jump infantry is... They get an extra attack. You just increase their butcher nail, butcher's nails. and But then all, at the end of the phase, you roll a die for each uh, model. And on a roll of a one, they're just dead. No saves. Uh, yeah. It doesn't work on characters. So I guess totally it doesn't work on sergeants. Always. It's fucking... It's really cool. Because you make them perform uh, just that much more. That finish off a unit that might have gotten away and be a nuisance later on. So you can actually move on and be a threat again, which is really important in world leaders' tactics. Yeah, it's really cool. I I, I like the inductor. I mean, the, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah really cool. Just a shame that you have to take a name character. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I feel you could. They they should make it like you would have to take a Primus Medicae, maybe. Yeah, like in, uh, for example, the Rite of War with the Fury of the Ancients, where you have to take, like, I think it's two characters. Maybe just do it with the one, yeah, a Primus Medicae. Yeah. You have it yeah, to unlock it. Yeah, exactly. Would be a much easier fix. And if you really, I mean, I guess just fluff wise, if you're at an event or you want to play, you could just say, you can use the stats of Galan Serlac and just say that it's a specific type of Primus Medicae. It's like a, Veteran Primus Medicae of the World Eaters Legion. That's this type of special console that uses this, that, that unlocks Inductii. Surely there, there were more than him that were there working on it at Bot. So also, like the, probably the, some the, got away. The entire idea of the extortion of the butchery is also already spread out uh, by the rules. Yeah, so that confers to other Inductii would like. I get that he was there with the recruits, but those recruits were being sent out to the front. So why would yeah. he only be joined if he was there? I don't really get it. But again, we talked a bit about it before uh, this episode that it just makes no sense with all these uh, allowed only by character unless they're like a bodyguard 
then I yeah. get it. But that's the only exception. They're too cool to just stay at one battle of one planet. They have to <laughs> they have to be yeah. in the rest. Yeah. And then Angron. Special about the Angron is that he can kill knights like no none other. But Angron's he only got two plus eight. That that's pretty much Angron. <laughs> My so, opinion of it. Like Angron is Badass pretty problem. straightforward. Uh, he's just been given a bit of a buff, gaining a 5-up Feel No Pain instead of a 6-up Feel No Pain in the latest FAQ, which is okay. really, really good. Um, it makes a big difference. Uh, now I played with him before and after the FAQ, and the 5-up is just so many times better than that 6-up on a pri on a Primark. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you always get it much. Yeah, and um, also, like I think... He could still use a two plus armor save in in my wishing world, but I know I'm not gonna get it. So uh, I think he's he's as good as he should be until he turns to demonhood. Oh yes, ascended. Speaking of that, that's a good. We, we've gone through the units now. Uh, as a closing sort of segment, uh, what do you ha see in the future of the world eaters? What do you think? They will bring out. How will the rules change? Do you think we will see even crazier shit before the salt of Terra? To be honest, I'm 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 a bit split down the middle um, because at one point it was the first uh, legion to be released with primarchs and special units and everything, um, and mm, they haven't really done that much else on them since. Like they they got the rules, they got the special units. They are more or less gun the special characters. Not all of them are model, of course, but that's how it is. And they're playable. They're they can be competitive. They can be casual. They they pretty much got a, a whole package, in my opinion. They still got an amazing paint scheme, so you don't need to update that shit. Um, <laughs> and they still got transfer sheets uh, and so on. So so I think they're they're pretty good legion to start at any point because they they got it all because they were the first legion to get it all. Yeah, yeah. trying try to think like for Terra what they have different than what they have before, but I mean they already have the Inductii, so that's like their their crazy assault troops, and they will just be assaulting the Imperial Palace. So I don't I really think they're missing anything. But they'll get more coordinate the closer they get to Terra, maybe. Yeah, but like it, how would they add it? Would they just like oh here are semi berserkers, but they already have the Inductii, which are <laughs> semi berserkers. All all world leader infantry are more or less berserkers, but especially Inductii, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't see a need to expand on their figure range or their rules range, but I, I wouldn't mind it. Like, <laughs> yeah. for example, if you could give me a special character like uh, the guy that um, is uh, defending the Conqueror, um, or he's supposed to in Betrayer. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I just can't remember the name right now on the top of my uh -huh. head, unfortunately. But really it, cool. Does characters. it start with a D? The decimal, decimal, something like that. I can't remember. Uh, me neither at the moment. I, I know his name, but I can't remember. Uh, so anyhow, um, for example, him, and then maybe give them options to get like some kind of special dreadnought, maybe an assault variant, because they are an assault army. So I guess if Blood Angels are getting one, I want one as well. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Oh, yeah. On, on 
on the other hand, I don't like the Blood Angels one, so maybe just don't do either of them. <laughs> Special Leviathan with just uh, extra drills or something. I don't know. I guess if you gave the Leviathan like uh, some kind of assault weapon, um, like a close combat weapon that was designed for world eaters, some like a mini uh, Ursus claw or something. Uh, that would no, be- don't worry. They'll <laughs> give them the. Uh, they give them those those drills that make them assault vehicles. Oh yeah, that could be cool. <laughs> you, you just blow out the front when they emerge with them. You just assault them. <laughs> that's pretty much the same as a drop pod, just 15, 10, 20 points cheaper or something. Oh, but you, you could make it so it, it uses the rules for when like a uh, transport explodes. So they, they all take strength <laughs> four yeah. hit, but <laughs> most will survive, so they can just assault afterwards. That would be awesome. That would be kind of cool, yeah, to like. Do some damage when you land. Um, I would, I would really like to see some maybe special breachers, like some assault version of breachers, with like maybe a bit smaller oh. shield and. Uh, yeah, well, why would they defend themselves though? Yeah, I also feel that's Just too for defending for. I was thinking as like taking incoming fire when you're charging. Well, yeah, that's but... what tower armor is for, bro. <laughs> I would always cha- oh, yeah. trade a shield for an extra chainsword, uh, chain yeah. axe, any day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought of the defender guy made by Legend, Little Legends that did the special character we mentioned before, with like oh. the mace hang, not a mace, like a chain uh, with a big ball with spikes on the end, and the breacher shield oh, and Khan's head modified with a bigger mohawk, looks fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I- his interpretation of that character would be nice. Nice to see someone bringing their own uh, eaters army with uh, some some breachers in it. That would be cool because you don't see that a lot, I think. So could be a cool. I consider doing like twenty of them with like chain axes and shields, and then power axes for oh, the special cool. guys. Awesome. That would be so cool for playing yeah. some Mortalis, and then having a uh, yeah. centurion with a breacher shield as well, and then maybe a meteor hammer in one hand or something just to make it look cool. Use it as something Do it. else. Someday when I get the money on time. <laughs> so, um, anything else before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, uh, I, well, I the wheel of world eaters is fun to play against and fun to play. So, yeah, I and want to start a world eaters army. Fun and cool to paint. They look really cool. So, these these got it all. Yeah, so I hope you guys have. Uh, enjoy this and just want all of you just want to play world leaders now because as Sebastian said they're just I awesome do. to play play with and against it's an amazing army and also when you start getting your paint job down it just goes straight out your hand more or less it's it, it feels natural the way you're building up the details and the secondary colors and the battle damage and the weathering and so on and the blood effects you can do with with world leaders are amazing on white armor just insane you need a lot of blood effects <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess um again with as with any weathering effect and blood effect less is more build it up with different kind of things then the blood will stand out so clear hmm. instead of just soaking them in red and that's just a waste of red nah, just dip them <laughs> dip them <laughs> you mad man <laughs> yeah, for the blood god. <laughs> All right. So with that, Morton will head us out.
Uh, remember, children, uh, oh, pretty says uh, that Fulgrim, he takes head, <laughs> and he also gives head. <laughs> Don't lose your head. <laughs> My love for you is like a truck bouncer. Would you like some making fuck bouncer? <laughs> That's fucking funny, man. <laughs>